0: A, been a busy week, to be honest. Yeah, it has been a really busy week.
1: It's crazy for all of us in different ways.
0: Yeah, man. Why, why has it been busy for you? What have you been up to? Uh,
1: working a fair amount.
0: Yeah, you smashed it out. I did, yeah. I was uh, I was trying to be a tourist at the same time as Apple bombarding me with new products, and it was really hard to strike, be, a, yeah. to strike a yeah. It struck a balance. Happy between medium there. Constantly on <laughs> your phone. Checking out Twitter every 20 seconds. And also being at a wedding. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I think Victor was pretty excited that straight after his wedding, new iPads came out. Um, but, yeah.
1: It's a sign.
0: It is a sign. It is a sign. It's a happy marriage. It's going to last a long time because uh, the iPad Air came back.
1: Yeah, and the iPad Mini finally got revisited, so...
0: I love how all the like all the media I've been hearing about it have always been like the unthinkable happened. The iPad Mini came back. I'm far more surprised by the iPad Air coming back.
1: Yeah, same. To be honest, like, same. We
0: knew <laughs> there was a new iPad Mini coming.
1: Yeah, we've known this for a while. I wonder know what happened to that like 10.2 inch display uh, rumor. Uh, like, what right. was that about?
0: Where okay. did they get that from? All I'm thinking, yeah, is they took. The five from ten point five and the seven from nine point seven. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the difference is like point. Look, these supply chains get really weird, okay, like iPhone math when they saw a plus for six plus, everyone's like, they're gonna call it iPhone math. What was the iPhone math? It was the six plus <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. It didn't have an A9 either. Wait, well, that rumour was odd. Thank God.
1: A9. What are you doing with that? I must admit, the A12 kind of surprised me. I was expecting an A11. But it makes sense, and I'm glad that... But, wow. We're, we're, I mean, we're jumping the gun here.
0: We're jumping the gun, but like there were new Apple products this, this week. It was apple Miss. It was, yeah. Uh, Tim Apple bestowed upon us many gifts over the last week. And the keynote hasn't even happened yet. Ah, oh, yeah, there's a good point. There's a keynote happening. Ah, I forgot. I actually did kind of forget somewhat. This is the uh, second keynote since we started this podcast. Believe it or not, that's yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, the first episode was our last keynote prediction, so that will happen later on. Um, as as of now, while we're recording this, it's Friday, the twenty second of March. Uh, the keynotes on Monday, the twenty fifth. So we're going to later on in this talk about our keynote predictions by the time you hear this because it's this coming out on tuesday 26th uh the keynote will have already happened but we're going to do a second recording straight after the keynote on monday so about two-thirds of the way through this we're going to travel forward in time great really looking forward to that going to jump in time, your whiny stuff going to jump in the time machine have we got a tardis or a delorean what are we going with
1: Mmm Delorean. I'm going with Delorean. I feel like we both like cars more than we both like Doctor Who.
0: Yes, I think we should go with Delorean. Like I appreciate Doctor Who and I know
1: you appreciate Doctor Who, but I know we also both appreciate cars considerably more.
0: Yeah, so let's uh let's go for the let's Delorean. Let's the can we just take a moment? To, have you have you finished listening to Phil Scheller on ATP? Yes, I have finished Phil's can, segment, yeah. Can, can can we talk about the fact that Phil's one car, if he had to live with one car for the rest of his life, is right. a Porsche 550 Spyder. What? Where did that Maybe even come from? Maybe he has a death wish. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he just wants to slam into a Ford. Oh, <laughs> I-, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, no way. Phil has taste. And I knew he had taste, but not that kind of taste. I didn't
1: see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I'm glad the first thing he listed was the was the DB4 GT Zagato, because that's a beautiful car.
0: Followed it up um, with the Murra. Um, he had some solid did, choices yeah. on that list. He did. Like you can't he really did. fault any of them.
1: I feel like the Mira is the most mainstream, but fair enough.
0: If it's not an SUV, it's not mainstream. Am I right? If if your <laughs> friendly <laughs> neighbourhood rapper doesn't, if your if your local hip hop artist doesn't drive it, it's, it's probably not an SUV and it's probably not cool.
1: If my local hip hop artist came up to me driving a Lamborghini Mira, I'd be considerably more interested.
0: He wouldn't like it because it's not a Lamborghini because it doesn't have enough angular edges.
1: Ah, uh, yes, too smooth, too streamlined.
0: Nice, nice. I don't no like. Idea. I don't like that it's not a Lamborghini because it doesn't have open
1: wheel open wheel arches like the the
0: original Lamborghini. Uh, oh, what the, type? the uh Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other car that they made before the Mura. Uh, no, I was just going straight for the tractors. Because I I swear, growing up, I was always aware that the, M- the Mura was Lamborghini's first car after the tractors. But no, there was another one.
1: There was, but that's the one that everyone cares about, I suppose. It
0: wasn't a supercar. It was a, it was just a normal nice car. It's like the Type Forty Three or something. Oh, it was the Three Fifty GT. I don't know what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, but no, it was what I was thinking of. I don't know where I got the name Type something from. It's a pretty car. Very pretty car, but and you can kind of see how it became the mirror. But it's uh not like where they ended up with like the, with like the Diablo and the Kuntash.
1: Yeah, they did sort of stray a little bit, but arguably, are now
0: has done them all the better. Countach is probably the most overrated car ever. I think, I hate it. I hate it. I don't every hate else... it, but I get what no, doing. no. Every ounce of me hates it. And everyone thinks it's like the coolest supercar ever made. I guess if you grew up in that era, but the Diablo yeah. is so much nicer.
1: Like my dad's friends had one when they were sort of growing up, and
0: no way, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he he drove it like back in the day,
0: and he said it was certainly something. I bet. Apparently, the gearbox was like a workout. I've heard it. The clutch was so heavy, and the gearbox shifting was like it does yeah. muscle breaking. But arguably, that adds to the experience, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I mean for the first, like, 10 miles. I'm looking at pieces of Lamborghinis, and the Hurricane looks way better than the Gallardo did, but the Murcielago looks better than the Aventador. I retain I love that opinion. Merchelago. It's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I, really, I must
1: admit, in the Aventador's defense, the facelift model and, and the ones, you know, like the SV and the SVJ that they release now do look a lot better I think yeah. my issue was mainly with the back end of the original Aventadors was just weird, and I didn't like them. But they have gotten better, and I'm I'm pretty sure that wherever they go next with like the Centurino, it will look a lot nicer.
0: I like that the Aventador. Um, what am I saying? I'm not saying that. Yes, I am. The Aventador SVJ. I love how it's got the two central, ex- well not central, but like up the body exhausts. Like the hurricane yeah. does, it's yes. much, yeah, I agree. much more tasteful. I think um,
1: they do look quite but, cool. I'm, it kind of put me off at first because like, "Huh, those look weird." But no, I, I get it. They've grown on me massively. They look weird on like on a on a pre on their like their their flagship, their Halo car. You know, I thought mm. the fact that they're just sort of in the middle like that, and they're not you know like as far away from anything as Paul. I don't know, it's just, but.
0: I, you're right they do look good so that's what lamborghini do right they unveil a car and then that design goes down to their next flagship so the centenario is gonna yeah. be and then the reventon became the event store did it not wasn't that sort of like the, pretty the, much the, the, the based on Lago but concepts of what's coming next um yeah I'd, I'd imagine the next lamborghini will look like the centenario um but talking about facelifts that really improve the car, Jesus, the new Audi R8 over the, the 2015 model.
1: Wow. I've been thinking about this, and the 2015 model was garbage, and I don't like it. Um, and I, I do prefer the new one, but it's...
0: It's still not as cool as the old school ones. I'm glad someone yeah. else agrees with me, because I try and say this a lot.
1: The old school ones, like the 2006, I think, was the first one. They're amazing.
0: Then they got facelifted in, like, 11, and I think then yeah. the new, slightly newer ones are better. Um, but no, this new one, I really like. The the sort of weird arrows it's got going on in the front of the car, down the sides, I, I really like. I'd have a Hurricane. i have the Hurricane Evo. Yes,
1: I agree. I would also have the Evo over any R8 at the moment. The little ducktail it's got. So cute. It's kind of cute, isn't it? Um, I don't know, the the front... <laughs> Mm, it looks like a fish.
0: Yeah, but fishes are cool. The Mura has eyelashes, let's be real.
1: <laughs> I can relate to eyelashes more than I can relate to a fish. Uh the Mura in yellow
0: looks so good. So so good. Yeah, it does. At that beginning I made some pretty cars. Honestly, the only one I don't find pretty is the Kuntash. I'm just looking at like a lot of their cars. We won't talk about it's the It's not um... pretty, but it
1: certainly has a presence and kind of i would argue that lamborghini is more about the presence than the prettiness
0: for sure but then like (laughs) the centenario is just pretty downright pretty
1: true true i mean you can have both but a lamborghini has to have presence doesn't have to have prettiness
0: Mm. i guess Mm. shame
1: and what i would argue is the is the is the urus doesn't have presence
0: no, it doesn't. But I really like it. You know what? I, I I'm agree. not a fan of SUVs at all. Usually, when I when when these car manufacturers bring out SUVs, I'm just like, ugh, no. But the one SUV that's really growing on me every time I see it on the road to the point where I straight up like it is. It's not even from one of these car manufacturers that have turned into SUVs. It's a straight up SUV. It's the Velar. I love it. Good. I swear, we keep having conversations about this,
1: and you're like, I'm not sure about it.
0: Nah, nah, I love it now I think it, it, <laughs> it
1: depends greatly upon the spec Like, a low spec Velar looks god ugly But a, a nice, a good spec Velar is one of those beautiful SUVs on the planet
0: It's so nice, I really do like it um, And then, have you seen the new uh, Cayenne Coupe? No Oh, this shot me last night I, I kind of thought I was drunk when I was reading it Go to Porsche's website
1: Hold on a minute Uh,
0: It's all right, I guess, but why? Why does it exist? That's my thinking. Like, why do we need this?
1: Okay, so do me a favor and get an image of this Cayenne Coupe and uh, an Audi Q8 and a Lamborghini Urus and look at, like, the rear quarter. They all look the same. They all look the same. The Q8 and the Urus especially, I mean, they're basically the same car anyway, but, like, and this, it has that same shape to it
0: it's this weird like sticky outy back
1: basically to give you that like the length of an SUV should have but without making it it's got such thing like a tapered tapered back end that you end up with this weird lip thing
0: the one that drives me bananas and my dad thinks it's pretty, is pretty it's the jaguar eyepiece that's ugly that weird sticky outy back it's horrible they've got it so wrong so so wrong
1: okay so the more I look at this Cayenne coop I I don't mind it.
0: No, no, I I don't mind it at all. I just don't understand. Like, if you want a smaller SUV, get a um, car. <laughs>
1: they already make that.
0: <laughs> they already make that. And it's just been facelifted and made really pretty.
1: And it's one of the most beautiful cars they've made.
0: Why is the front of the Jaguar I-Pace fine? Like, beyond fine, but the back is just a disaster. It's not. It's just the whole profile. Yeah, it doesn't have... It's it's typical car manufacturer thinking, hmm, electric? Let's make it look weird. Let's make it look really
1: funky. <laughs> and then oh. it just looks like a mess. I mean, the way... The, lots of the mainstay car manufacturers seem to be going at this one of two ways. They either make these butt-ugly um, that are that are supposed to look futuristic, kind of like, you know, what the i3 and the i8 were, but they're not... They're okay looking. Um... Or you end up with, or what else is happening is obviously just electrified versions of cars that, you know, and the exteriors don't change whatsoever. Or you can do, and I think the best looking cars that I've seen that are electric are the new Audi e trons. They all look really quite nice.
0: Really? I always thought yeah. they were kind of, oh no, I'm thinking of the Mercedes, because Mercedes unveiled their first all electric car. And what have they done? What's it called? I don't know. Just type in Mercedes Electric. First result on images. It's awful. It feels like like a 2002 Mercedes SUV. Oh,
1: this thing. Oh, God. Yeah. I know the one you mean. I have seen this before. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah. Mercedes, though. They've lost their way.
1: I blame Gordon Wagner. Um. It's a weird... Looking car, uh but no, no. Look at the look at the Audi e-tron GT concept. It's beautiful, or at least the ho- the whole overall shape is. They can work on like facelifts and stuff, but I really like the stance, especially from the back end. It looks incredible.
0: That is one of the nicest cars I've ever seen.
1: Genuinely, isn't it wonderful? That is stunning. Like wow. I want them to. Yeah, it is. I want the R8 to look like
0: that. You know. I want this car. It's just really nice. <laughs> wow. All right, um, Lex, go get the keys to the DeLorean, bring it around front, and then we'll do some bluing fix-it. All right, hold on. That just sounded like you were loading a gun, to be honest. <laughs> oh, nice.
1: Well, that were actually my house keys that just happened to be next to me, so I thought I'd use them as a bit of a prop.
0: Ah, uh, cool. So, um, have you been doing any Mac repairs? Since the last episode? Uh, Actually, I haven't done a single thing, no. It's actually been 15 days since we last recorded, and uh, you haven't done a single thing.
1: I'm really surprised. I've taken apart a few iPhones, like, in my own time.
0: I uh, also haven't done any Mac repairs since we last... Actually... (laughs) Debatable, because I have, and I have stuff to talk about, but they were literally straight after we finished the Skype call last time. I went and did it, and I haven't done anything since. Um, So last episode, I talked about my uh, Graphite iMac G3 and uh, a Power Mac G4 tower, and I was talking about how uh, this is off like a distant memory now, that they needed new hard drives. Well, one needed a new hard drive that I had lying around, and one... Uh, needed what I suspected was just an OS installation. Um, and I'd ordered an optical drive, started opening it before the episode to find there was an optical drive in there um, and suspected that it was broken. So I then went to fit the new one and that was the sort of cliffhanger I left you on. Well, we'll start with the uh, iMac G3 uh, after an extensive two-hour surgery um, resulting in only one broken part which has been fixed with superglue and it's something I now know not to do when opening my Flower Power iMac. Um, the hard drive was installed successfully. I also had to use a, a screwdriver to sort of uh, lever the hard drive cage back into shape because someone deformed it. Don't know why, like, I don't know what they gained, but, and one of the screw holes on the cage was just completely sheared off. I don't know why, uh, but luckily it was it was fine. Um, I managed to install the new hard drive and uh, all is fine and dandy. That iMac G3 now works. That was fairly straightforward. Uh, the tower, pa- much G4 tower. So yeah, the new optical drive did work. The first one was broken. Um, and then what ensued after that was, uh, was uh, an evening, if not night, of going through my back catalogue of OS X installers until I found one that would work. Um, some just wouldn't play ball. The first one I finally got to work was Leopard, which is the maximum supported OS, and I didn't want to install that. I wanted something a little bit older, but I thought, hey-ho, here we go. Um, and then it said, uh, disk is busy. Could not erase disk. Disk is resource in use. Did some digging and uh, discovered that that basically means uh, nothing. It's just Leopard is has a bug in it from 10, 15 years ago that was never fixed. Um, that meant if you booted off the installer on certain Macs you couldn't erase the disk and disk utility. Uh, but at this point the disk was partially erased and was no longer showing up as a boot option. I tried, tried multiple other OSs. Um, I even tried OS 10.0 uh, cheater um, in the hope that it would work despite the fact this Mac shipped with 10.2 but it also shipped with Mac OS 9 on like a separate partition because it was like a thing back then So I was kind of hoping, even though shipping it with 10.2, it would still support 10.0 because it supported 9. No, no. It had a happy Mac for a bit, and then it had a broken, unhappy Mac, literally split into The animation was really cute. Um, And then I tried (laughs) my installer of Tiger, uh, which came out of a iBook box, I think. no. And then my last hope was my installer for Panther 10.3, which came out on my iMac G4 box, and it specifically said on the disc for iMac. So this was the one I least expected to work, hence why I tried it last. Uh, But it worked with absolute no problem at all. It was an absolute breeze. It was faster than a modern um, OS install. The hard drive did turn out to be fine. It booted absolutely fine. So it's got a new optical drive in there, a new install of... uh, of panther uh, the only thing that's still confusing is the fans do run kind of high but I'll probably dig into that at some point finish cleaning it up both inside and out and it is perfect and I love it so yeah balloon fix it has been successful for me so far uh, touch wood that continues because sooner or later I will be doing the flower power I just don't have the balls to do it yet which needs a new hard drive just in case you missed that last week nice
1: good to know you've had some success
0: yeah, I mean I feel like the older the Mac the more likely you are to succeed um, because less fiddly, I guess more standard parts more designed to be opened above all that's the big difference I suppose, but then
1: you get obviously there's like a I'm sure there's a happy medium of like the mid noughties where things are easiest you go back too far and it becomes impossible again
0: True, true Yeah, but no the uh, opening an iMac g 3 is straightforward but it's involved to say the least any tips
1: for anyone that may be attempting
0: to do something vaguely similar yeah uh, when removing the boss the bottom casing uh, do not pull away from the machine pull directly up because otherwise you will break off these very fragile plastic clips inside the front bezel um, but you can figure that out like I had to
1: <laughs> nice good to know shall we uh, move on to some follow up
0: Let's move on to follow-up. Blue and Fix It will return next week, won't it, Lex? Won't it, Lex?
1: It will do, and I will actually have something to contribute next week. Promise.
0: Perfect. Um, so, follow-up. Last week, we had Michael W. Bell on the show. That is the end of follow-up. Now, he was talking about how much he... Um, it's quite funny, because since we put this topic in, like you're, you're aware of the Spotify drama, right? Uh,
1: yes, I am indeed, Yep. Yeah. Wait, which which drama in in particular you're talking about? There's a few.
0: Their random direct attack on Apple.
1: Oh yes, that one.
0: <laughs> on the week they're announcing streaming services or something. Anyway, <laughs> well, Mike was talking about how um lots most of his revenue as a musician comes from uh, Apple Music instead of Spotify, and then there was a thing um where the US basically the US Copyright Royalty Board. Um, did a ruling that would see singer um, songwriter royalty payouts increased by 44% and uh, Spotify, Google Pandora and Amazon, so all of the big boys came together um, to appeal this, saying no we want our money, basically the only major uh, streaming, music streaming platform vendor that didn't appeal this was Apple, Apple were totally fine with it, um and this, I put this in here just to sort of echo what Mike was saying about how he gets more money from Apple obviously these two things aren't quite directly connected at all but it's just interesting that uh, this. if I was getting into this and I wanted which platform I was going to put my, my music on I'd choose Apple music to begin with because it seems like the friendliest environment um, and uh, they aren't butthurt about having to play by someone else's rules but you know fun times
1: yeah yeah I mean I think, obviously, the two big players in this market in general are obviously Spotify and Apple. Um, Oh, for sure. And ah, you hear lots of, obviously, there was a big thing, you know, a year ago, whenever it was, I forget, about Spotify and how they were just sort of hemorrhaging money. Um, And, again, it's sort of, sort of, obviously, the whole question has to be brought up as to how well and how much much of a cash flow issue they may or may not have as a company. You know, I'm sure they're doing well enough, but... There isn't a lot of money in the streaming business to begin with. Um, purely because of obviously these things like royalties um, and obviously licensing and everything that comes in between. And obviously Spotify with the whole dilemma of wanting to be outside of uh, the App Store ecosystem with subscriptions and things like that. Apple taking too much money from them, etc, etc. Um, and I think a lot of the reason why obviously Apple were, have been so successful with Apple Music is they have so much disposable money behind them that they can afford to make a loss for a time um and it not to negatively impact the service you know obviously spotify is a much much smaller company um you know obviously has a massive market share uh but you know they just don't have that capital behind them that obviously apple does but you could argue that also google has that capital behind them as well so why are they kicking up a fuss um and my answer to that is probably google but it is interesting, and I wonder how much of this kind of thing is down to Apple being a nice company. But at the same time, them just obviously weighing up the pros and cons here of, you know, treating artists nicely, and they can afford to treat artists nicely, whereas Spotify might not be able to. You know, obviously, you know, the business decisions at the end of the day, and I'm sure Spotify could pay, you know, uh, more royalties if they if they really wanted to, but not to the same extent that Apple can, I'm sure.
0: Well, it sounds like Spotify really feeling the. Uh the money right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there wasn't a keynote and a bunch of new Apple releases this week, we'd probably be talking in depth about the Spotify versus Apple battle. That has nothing to do with this, but I think for now we're going to stay out of it. And if it's still going on in a fortnight, we'll revisit it.
1: We'll pick it up. Yeah. Cause it is interesting. Um, worth the conversation. If
0: we've got time, it is very interesting. Um, i think it um it's easy to side with both of them in different ways
1: it is totally
0: spotify raised some very good points uh that apple should seriously consider but also spotify's like motives behind it really piss me off um and it's just they're just like the whiny little bitch of the music industry at the moment as far as i'm concerned um but yeah we will see Um, cool. Next point to follow up. Uh, you can now stream Apple music on Amazon fire TV. Uh, this shouldn't be surprising. And to be honest, it's not because Apple music came to the echo. Um, and now, uh, the lady beginning with a can now play music on the fire TV. Uh, so not really surprising, but to me, this is just further confirmation that, uh, the TV streaming service will come to fire TV and, uh, Apple will make money there. Do you agree? Or do you think this is unrelated?
1: No, it makes sense. They're definitely trying to get in as many bets and make the bets before they launch the product, which totally makes sense. Do you want to do some nanotopics? Yeah, let's do some nanotopics. We got through follow up surprisingly quickly this week.
0: Oh, actually, there was a bit of follow-up I wanted to add.
1: Oh, go for it.
0: I got a 12-inch PowerBook G4. You did, didn't you? That's that's that. That's, that, that's all I want to say. That's...
1: Wow, it's crazy, isn't it? Less than, like, two weeks from recording, we can talk about a Mac, and then you have a Mac.
0: I literally, and I've had it for over a week now, I think. Um, <laughs> fun story. Uh, the person I bought it off, really cool dude, never actually met him, but from our communications, he seemed cool and very accommodating. He had to go on a trip, um, and I was also going on trip, so it would take a long time for me to get the Mac. I was willing to collect it because it was up in London, uh, so not not very far from here at all. Um, and because uh, he was going away, he left it at reception of his office building uh, on Shaftesbury Avenue. And I sort of wander into this office building, <laughs> into the reception, just look up to the front desk and be like, Hi, my name's Jack, and I'm here to pick up PowerBook G4. <laughs> it's a 12-inch one, you know? And the lady looked so confused, but she handed me aluminium, a Tesco bag. Aluminium, not titanium. With, it's, the, it's the aluminium one, you know? And she handed me a bag with a uh, PowerBook G4 in and then I went to Forbidden Planet and bought uh, some action figures. So uh, fun day! Oh, what, what action day? figures did you buy? Ah, uh, some Doctor Who ones.
1: No, you've got to stop this. What? You can't keep buying things for that room. You have other things to go. Yeah, in
0: there. I mean, they revu- they release hardly any now. Like this is this is like the only one they've released from the new series, and it's it's the thirteenth Doctor, and I've got every other Doctor multiple variants of every other Doctor so I'm going to have this I remember being a kid and you just couldn't move for Doctor Who merch you know uh, oh my oh my god Forbidden Planet the one on Shaftesbury Avenue right the whole Star Wars wall and I'm glad the wall is now Star Wars because that's kind of more my thing now anyway um, but that used to all be Doctor Who merch and the thing is with Doctor really? Who merch is I'd still be pouring a ton of money into it. I I, I often thought, is it because I got older or something? No, not at all. I still religiously watch the show and watch old episodes on Netflix, even some of the classic ones and stuff. But the reason I don't get the merch now is literally because they stopped making it. Simple as. I'd st- if they were still releasing it at a steady rate, I'd have every character, every year... <laughs> It's, it's so tragic. I don't know why they stopped, because it's not like people weren't buying it. Yeah. But I, I do know why I why they stopped. But I don't want to go into the politics of Doctor Who merchandise right now. Because
1: that's for a different podcast.
0: <laughs> it is actually a thing. It is actually a thing.
1: Oh, we should do that. The politics of Doctor Who merch. That could be a feature on The Swim, right? Oh, that's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. Wait, what's The Swim?
0: The Swim. It's when you go swimming. Yeah. Swimming for your life. Oh, Sometimes okay. nerds have to swim a bit. A bit harder. But isn't it well?
1: hard to talk and swim at the same time?
0: Depends. What are you swimming through?
1: Moving swiftly on.
0: <laughs> Get it, swiftly. It's a programming language. Do you want to do some nanotopics?
1: Oh, we should have called them Swift Topics.
0: Well, they're tangent topics, remember? That's true. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, so iPhone prototype boards. This is really cool. I'd love to have one of these in my collection. I might make one. It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to The Verge. Got some <laughs> photos of a development board for the original iPhone. Um, now I've seen pictures of the iPhone in development, but this is this is this is new. So it's basically imagine an else. iPhone exploded onto like a standard like PC motherboard sized bit of plastic with like an iPhone display in the bottom right corner. And all the other When I mean, you say standard across. motherboard,
1: it's quite a hefty motherboard.
0: I mean I'm trying to think what size it is. I
1: suppose not for two thousand and like five
0: crazy isn't it I'm just looking at it so it's got like an iPhone display like what turned out to be the unless someone's added that to it later but that looks like what actually turned out to be the display so I'm guessing they they had that pretty set from early on in development
1: well I, yeah I mean it says in the article that some came with the display and some didn't so obviously oh, you've really? got video outs and things on here um which obviously if it didn't have a display then you can obviously plug that into your monitor and you can obviously use it essentially because it's got like oh is that a vga and it's got modes of uh like component stuff as well yeah so it's got everything so you can actually uh yeah like rca connectors and stuff so if if it didn't come with a display you can just whack it on your computer you know
0: this is really cool it is really cool Um, take a look at this it'll be in the show notes uh it's not much else to say about it other than if you go have a look at it, because it's literally a motherboard with all the iPhone components on. I mean,
1: we say all of them. We mean everything. Like, some came with batteries, it has a SIM card slot in, it has a 30-pin dot connector, like, everything.
0: I guess when you're developing a product like that, you want to make it work before you work on getting it miniaturized.
1: Yeah, yeah. The camera, the home button as well. These are all separate to the display very cool
0: can you imagine making this perfecting it It'd be like we did it guys okay now you've got to get it in that tiny body right,
1: yeah yeah you see that screen it's got to fit all behind there <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and can't be much thicker than that
1: <laughs> yeah oh and you've got to make room for the battery as well
0: jesus
1: oh no i wouldn't want to have to think about doing that today let alone then no
0: no mad that's crazy oh uh, it even had a separate in-out jack on the 3.5mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, really interesting, really fascinating stuff. Um, have you ever watched uh, Jobs, the 2015 movie with Fastbender in it? I haven't. I keep meaning to, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it. You um... need to. It's really good. I appreciate it more now than I did when it came out. I think it's because my knowledge of old apples improved. I
1: remember reading that Jobs' family weren't too happy with it, Um, but uh, most people don't tend to be.
0: It portrays him as a total twat. Um, And while it's sort of known that he was a bit of a douche, I think a few years ago, sort of about four or five years after he died, it was a very popular thing to be like, oh, did you know Steve Jobs was a dick? Um, And I, I think he was to some extent, but like most executives that end up running these companies are. But I don't. You think You kind he of has to be
1: a bit like you can't run a company like that and not, you know, and, and, and not have that aspect to your character.
0: Exactly. But they make it seem like even in basic conversation, like private conversation between mm. him and friends, he was just basically taking the piss out of them. Um, if you imagine Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, but instead of just being <laughs> an idiot, being like a like a douche. That's basically what they portray him as, but the the historical accuracy of it and like the 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 way they ch- basically the whole movie is set. In, it has three scenes. It's set before product launches. Uh, the first one is the Macintosh in '84. Then it's the next cube, which I think is like '91 or '92, um, and then it's the iMac in '98. And it's the way they did it is really really interesting. Um, it, it's crazy to think that steve jobs was involved in apple for so many years it's it's just ridiculous um to think he did the macintosh and then he did imac as well um that's a long time between them looking back at that sort of thing it's easy to forget yeah. how uh how big a gap there was um i mean it made me yeah. think
1: like earlier when we were talking about the phil phil Schiller being on obviously atp um spoiler um Anyway, and they're obviously talking about WWDC specifically, and obviously when he said that, you know, he's run about the last 20 or so. That's not very many. Like, that's only back to the turn of the millennium. Like, that's, you know, that's, he's he, he's this, an, he's an exec, you know, the, he's well-known now, he's, you know, an established part of Apple, he's been there for ages, you know, he's, as, he's part of the wallpaper, part of the furniture now. Um, but then you think, <laughs> wow, he's only been running WWDC since the iMac, you know?
0: weird yep i mean uh, that interview has i've always liked phil but that interview has completely changed how i feel about him like now that um yeah i agree yeah after hearing that i'm just like he could be he's he's fit to be ceo if he ever wanted to do it and the option never came up to him uh he he i'd feel like apple he could would do be it. in safe hands yeah. with him at him at control um yeah okay cool Next nano topic. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Because this one could drag on, but let's try and control ourselves. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because it was actually going to be a whole topic. It was going to be a whole topic, but it's getting a bit outdated, and there's so much Apple stuff going on, and this is primarily an Apple podcast. So uh, let's let's do it as a nano topic. So. Um, Back about nearing a month ago now, I'd imagine, Samsung unveiled their 2019 flagship phones uh, from the Galaxy S series. Um... Oh, hi. Hi, Siri. How are you doing? (laughs) I feel good. Great. Um, So you have the Samsung Galaxy S10. You have the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus. Uh, You have the Galaxy S10e um, and the Galaxy S10 5G. Have I got that right? from memory Um, uh yes yeah 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 and then obviously also you've got the galaxy fold um they actually started the samsung unpacked event with the galaxy fold like straight in mad it's like nothing like apple would do um but, yeah, they went straight into the Galaxy Fold. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Because um, after the event, all the focus was on the Fold, obviously. But the S10 devices are really cool, I think. Now, you've actually played on them. I walk past them every morning in EE. And I still haven't bothered to go in and see them. But after watching, like, the Verge's sort of recap, that was like the Samsung event in, like, 11 minutes, after watching it, I just had a massive smile on my face. Like, I didn't even realize till afterwards like everything i love about technology was in this event i was excited for these devices knowing i'd never buy one but i found them so interesting that the galaxy s10 is a good really good looking phone the under the ultrasonic fingerprint scanner so they've uh not the first to do it but they have managed to get the fingerprint scanner under the screen um Rather than the OnePlus 6T, which uh, lights up the screen to, to capture your fingerprint, this uses, it's called an ultrasonic fingerprint, um, so you can do it even with the screen off. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, I'd love it to come to the iPhone. I'd love Touch ID to make a comeback. It's like a secondary authentication method with Face ID. Uh, I don't think it would be Apple admitting defeat or anything. I think it would just be cool if the tech is there. Why not have both? As long as they can present it in in, in terms of the OS and user experience in a way that isn't a confusing mess. Um, so I don't know how they would do it. It's actually more complicated than you might think, as far as I'm concerned, to get that right. Uh, but... Yeah, if, if they can do it well, I'd love to see it come to the iPhone. And the whole thing just made me really, really excited, especially the S10 and the S10+. Plus. Um, then you have the S10e, which is basically a blatant... Not copy, because it's completely different, but the con- copy of concepts of the iPhone 10 XR. Uh, so it's almost as good as the, uh, the S10 line, but not quite, and it's considerably cheaper. Um, but it keeps all the same power as the main S10 line. Um, you have the S10 5G, which isn't here yet it's a big boy it's bigger than the um 10s max i think it's a 6.7 inch display off the top of my head um it's 5g i thought it was actually
1: 6.6 i think i remember it being like literally you know barely bigger than the.
0: because the s10 plus is still smaller than the 10s max i believe i think it's 6.4 the plus um i believe so I'll have some real-time follow-up. Hold
1: on, let me find out.
0: The S10 5G uh, has better cameras, it's bigger display, it's got a bigger battery, um, and it's due for launch, I think, in the second half of 2019. Rumors are saying that they've really gone and f***ed it with this one because they can't get the 5G radios to be efficient at all. Uh, apparently, the battery is draining <laughs> incredibly fast, um, and most 5G devices are experiencing problems like this. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested in the S10 5G. I think it's just a classic case of Samsung doing what they do, which is, look, we did this first when it just didn't need to happen yet. Why not save it for the S11 and do it properly? But Samsung don't like to do things properly. They like to get it out. Um, They do a lot of stuff properly, don't get me wrong, but they're not about waiting until it's right. Um, So the S10 lineup's really, really cool. And then you've got the Galaxy Fold, this is awesome. Simple as it is a clunky mess right now, but there is, I find it impossible to imagine a future where this isn't a thing everywhere. Um, sadly, the next day, because uh, this was a uh, Mobile World Congress, so lots of manufacturers were showing off new stuff, uh, Huawei previewed the Mate X, um, which is their foldable. It's a much sleeker looking phone, and initially I thought, wow, Huawei have gone and just destroyed Samsung a day later coming back and looking at it is the debate with foldable phones as it stands is do you have do they fold inwards with the display on the inside and a second the second screen on the outside or do you have the uh the display wrap around so the Samsung takes the approach of having a small display on the outside and then the big screen folds on the inside whereas the Huawei the display just wraps around the entire outside of the phone um fine until you put it down and any way you put down your Huawei Mate X it's going to scratch your screen no matter what surface you put it on um it looks a lot better uh, but i guess real world usage will will tell um whether this which way is better and then the next thing is is the price of these devices so the Galaxy Fold is nearing on 2 grand i think it's like 1900 um and then off the top of my head the uh the Mate X is $2600 um so pretty damn pricey but nonetheless incredibly fascinating, very Gen 1 devices I think this is, we're probably witnessing the next step on phone evolution to me, I'd be very surprised if we don't in the next 5 years see like a foldable iPhone, or as I was saying to you the other day, how about an iPad mini that unfolds into a 9.7 inch iPad, that might be an even better application of the tech, but we will see, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I think the big thing as well is that, uh, is, is, is more about the screens um, and what you're saying. Obviously, no matter what service you put, specifically, obviously, the Matex on is going to scratch. Even more so because all these screens have to be made out of plastic. Glass doesn't flex like this. Um, yet. Yet. Yet, um, we have heard actually that um, Corning, um, Corning. That's it. That's it. Corning. Uh, yeah. Are makers supposedly a gorilla glass. working on a yes. The makers of Gorilla Glass that I uh, Apple use. Um, they are supposedly working on a flexible composite glass screen. We'll see if that turns into something. Hopefully, it does um because obviously the big issue with these phones again obviously the scratching side of things but specifically uh on the on the Samsung um, Fold Galaxy Fold we've already seen i think it was only released a couple of days ago a shot of one of them um where there's a lovely crease down the centre of the screen and it's really bad like it ruins the whole thing to be honest with you like paying 2 grand for a device like that
0: what i've heard is Samsung are well aware of this and accept it's a thing and there's literally nothing they can do about it with current technology. So they will just replace the screens for free when they get creased.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the best thing and the only thing you can do, I suppose.
0: Whereas I, I'd like to think Apple would wait until they don't have creasing phones. But at least Samsung aren't leaving customers stranded. Yeah. Yeah. And MacBook Pro keyboards.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? There's an REP for those. Same thing.
0: Yeah, but it only took like three years. <laughs> and it still doesn't cover all the affected models. Yeah.
1: Um, And by the looks of it, though, your Galaxy Fold is going to probably crease a lot sooner than three years. But, you know, again, you know, these are, as you said, Gen 1 devices, Um, hopefully by Gen 2, maybe probably longer than Gen 2, but hopefully at some point in the future, these will get better. And they will do. And you're right, I think it would be we will definitely at some point see a foldable iphone or a foldable device from apple should i say may not as you say it may not take the form of an iphone but there will be a flexible screen like product whatever form that may take maybe something entirely new who knows
0: the android manufacturers because that's part of the beauty of it i guess they they try a lot of crazy stuff and lots of it almost all of it i think this is just nonsense and it turns out to be nonsense and goes away uh, but occasionally they do something and as much
1: as the wall as you can and see what sticks
0: and so occasionally something sticks and then the last great example of this to me was probably Samsung trying the Note series which is now just the standard size for a phone Yep. maybe the double lens camera because I remember when the HTC One M8 did that uh, although they did it absolutely atrociously um, And what do you uh, mean?
1: I loved it best phone I've ever had
0: no, the, the reviews for that thing were like, oh, well, the One M7 was so good, but they've really gone and buggered up the camera with this double lens thing. And now it's perfectly normal to have multiple lenses. It's because they kept it at like, four ultra pixels or whatever they called it, and it, it just didn't work. But it was a good, like, f- two years ahead of iPhone. It was, and this this weird... Because I had one of these... um.
1: <laughs> this weird 3D thing that you would do with the photo you've taken, it would try and do a foreground, background, sort of like, not not a blur, not a bokeh effect or anything like that, but fill on like, depending, like, like like the perspective mode that you have on wallpapers you can put on iPhones, like that kind of thing, where they I can't think how to explain it. They would sort of superimpose the quote-unquote foreground and try and, like, build a 3D render, but it never worked, and you got some shocking results.
0: But it was fun, I guess. Um, I used it, like, three times. Your sort of Halo feature of your new flagship just being actual garbage. Imagine that.
1: The Halo feature just not working,
0: to be Straight honest. Out, imagine imagine <laughs> if Face the FN10 shipped and Face ID just didn't work. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember how it worked out, but I had
1: uh, end up I had the M seven, I had the HTC one, um and they yeah, made that many which, of those over the time. Uh which then the morphed one into was the M
0: seven there was lots the of different
1: ones. So I had I had the HTC one before the M seven, um and then I oh, had the and then the I M- dropped that and broke it. Uh, it had Beats built in. It had a little Beats logo on, on it. Let me see if I can find it.
0: Was it metal? No. It was white plastic, right? Because I think that no, was the one X. It was
1: black. I think I had the. But it was plastic. I think you're correct. Uh, it had a weird texture. Let me see if I can find yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it was the one before the one. The one X. Yeah. It was called, I'm sure. Then it became the one, which code name was M7. And so when the M8 yeah. came out, being called M8. They basically retroactively referred to it as m seven then came the m nine then you got the h c c ten and then you got like the eleven ultra or eleven u or some shit and then since yeah. then the h c c have become irrelevant, very quickly irrelevant for like five years straight they were winning
1: that's what happens when you uh yeah
0: it's weird, isn't it winning all the awards, and then they just couldn't i mean, I just remembered wow. I totally forgot all about this. They had a phone called the One Max. Did they? Like, yeah, about six months into the HTC One, they released the One Max oh, and it had yeah. a fingerprint if scanner on this. the back. This phone, it was stupid, but I'm now looking at it. Okay, so first of all, it was big, which at the time was stupid, but now it's not Secondly, it had a fingerprint scanner, which at the time was something really only the 5S was doing. And then this had it and it was really bad But it was also bad because it was on the back, which is now normal. Yeah. And it's called Max as well? Oh, my. Do you
1: remember, do you remember, I mean, obviously the big reason for their, like, stock disappearing overnight was the lovely, uh, the fact that they just stored your fingerprints as unencrypted JPEGs on your phone. You could literally just plug them into any PC and get them off. I remember that sort of being a real nail in the coffin for them. But... Better yet, do you remember the HTC Desire I?
0: I don't remember the Desire I.
1: Do you not remember this? Charles had this phone.
0: Oh. Oh, no, I do. Of course I, I do. <laughs> okay, no, I know this phone. I couldn't remember that was the name. I was very familiar with this phone, but I'm not aware that this was a problem because he never complained about it.
1: Wait, what was the problem?
0: Oh, I, the way you set it up, I was just expecting there was a problem.
1: Oh, no. No, no, no. I was just remembering it because it had ludicrously... I was actually the one that recommended that phone to him. Fun fact.
0: Well, he after the Desire Eye, he went to the OnePlus X, which is one of the prettiest phones ever made. And I really want to still get one, but all of the second-hand ones are broken.
1: Yeah, man. That is a very nice phone. The OnePlus X.
0: Gorgeous. And a brilliant size.
1: I feel like I could totally see where that that would be a direction iPhones went, as in instead of going to the iPhone 6, they totally could have taken a shape like this.
0: Well, I expected the 7 to look like that before we found out the 7 was going to be the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is now what we kind of thought the 11 was going to look like, but it sounds like the 11 is going to be uh, exactly the same. Um, so, <laughs> whatever comes next, right? It's going
1: to look like the One Plus X, yeah.
0: Okay, let's head back to Apple um, with our first topic... Uh, WWDC twenty nineteen, the Worldwide Developers Conference is returning for another year in San Jose. From the third to the seventh of June. Um we were we were unaware of the dates until then. We we knew them anyway, but Apple finally confirmed it. Um and all sorts of stuff's happening. Layers are coming back for another year, alt-conf is coming back for another year. By now, the if you it's too late to apply for a ticket to WWDC, the lottery has ended and winners have received their tickets. But there's still AltConf, there's still layers, there's still lots of stuff to do. Just going there, um, there are there's Apple themed escape rooms at AltConf this year, which is really really cool. There are going to be live podcasts, which are going to be even more awesome. I'm sort of a I'm prioritizing connected. Um, ATP and the talk show on my playlist because I can't every time a new episode comes out the playlist gets jumbled up because I need to hear in case tickets go on sale. Um, but yeah, WWT is going to be back and uh, hopefully we'll see a Mac Pro and iPad features. Going to be cool. We'll talk about it more, but we're going. So I did email layers yesterday to apply for a press pl- press pass. That would be th- that would be amazing. Imagine imagine. Oh goodness.
1: My only concern is they would then expect too much of us.
0: <laughs> nah, we'd be proper on it. I literally, I, I mentioned you by name, um, so you're, so this is your problem as well.
1: Ah, you've name dropped me. Now you'll be sure
0: to get in. I, I, I promised, I promised them at least two podcast episodes while we're out there. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, an extensive writing. So if I get a Lair's press pass, I'll be flipping out. Because we've already got our altconf tickets. tickets. Uh, so yeah, perfect.
1: Should we talk about some Applemas?
0: The three days of Applemas. On
1: Monday, Tim Apple brought us...
0: I was hoping for
1: four with a break on Thursday, but alas, here we are.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's over for now. Uh, we'll talk about all that in a minute. Um, so on Monday, straight after I, I got out of this wedding I was at, which was lovely, by the way. Congratulations to the happy couple because uh, Mr. Victor does listen to this. Hi, Victor, I love you. I miss you. Um, Yeah, the iPad Air came back, and the iPad Mini got its long-awaited update. Uh, Do you want to summarize, and then we talk?
1: Yeah. Um, So the iPad Air came back, but what we mean by that is that the 10.5-inch iPad Pro uh, sort of came out of its shell like
0: a butterfly. Didn't I say this? How many times did I call this? That something was going to (laughs) happen to that thing. It's just... It's just like when the Air 2 was on sale for ages and then literally just turned into a 9.7-inch Pro. It's the reverse effect two years later. That's what's happened here. It's like...
1: No, it's kind of like... The iPad Air got fat. Got lazy and it got fat. But this time, instead of getting fat, it just sort of chopped off three fingers. Like, it's still the same thing but it's chopped a little bit off, but it's also gained wings.
0: It got hench, kind of. It got
1: hench, it I, got hench but I it has know. lost three fingers.
0: Shaved its... No, shade, yeah, or it shaved its head.
1: Not a Pro, but it is certainly something. It's,
0: it's pretty much a Pro. So, as you said, yes, yeah, it's, it's a 10.5-inch iPad Pro. It's been updated to have an A12 processor. Not an A12X, just a normal A12 Bionic. It's lost... Uh, what's it lost? It lost promotion on the display, but it keeps true tone yeah. and free. It's lost the two head speakers. It's only got the bottom yep. speakers
1: and the camera as well has had
0: a had a debuff. Camera's gone down to eight megapixel. Um, I'm assuming that's a pretty standard camera system. Maybe the same one that's been on the iPad Mini Four. What does the normal iPad have? Does that have this? I'm guessing it's the one off that.
1: Yeah, I think I think they all have the same
0: camera now. All three of them. The Air, Standard, and Mini. So it loses the LED flash. It loses the camera bump as a result of the downgrade, which I guess is a good thing for some people. Yep. So the cameras got yep. worse. The speakers have got worse. The displays mm. got slightly worse. But it keeps first-gen pencil support. It gets a much better processor. It still has second-gen Touch ID. And it has smart keyboard support, which is the bit that hit me about three days later. I'm like, of course it's got keyboard support. And then I'm like, oh... This isn't an iPad Pro, but it has keyboard support. Yeah. So the two things that used to make an iPad Pro a Pro was pencil and keyboard. Now that's not the case. So I'm very excited for iOS
1: 13. What makes an iPad Pro now is (laughs) USB-C.
0: Yeah, USB-C, the new pencil. Um, The one thing I'd say about this, this lineup, I think this new lineup's brilliant, and I think Everyone who complained about it on social media probably normies. They don't understand what the March announcements are for. The March announcements are tidy-ups, simple as that. Every yeah. year, Apple didn't need to add second-generation pencil support. Yeah, that's what it is. Th- these don't need second-gen pencil because then you have to redesign the enclosure, and it just becomes an iPad Pro at that point. The point is, they took the lower low line, the low-end lineup, which used to just be old products updated them as new products but kept the same basic idea um it's just like the iphone se in two years ago or three years ago whenever it was uh it, they took an old product made it better same thing they did two years ago with the 9.7 inch ipad they took the old product the ipad air and made it better um these aren't meant to be ga- groundbreaking products with new innovations that's not the point that was the ipad pro last october um, so I don't see any valid reason to be negative about this new lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think they're all. Um, they're, I wouldn't say they're all needed, because but they are all valuable upgrades. Uh, everything that they've done is is I'm I'm totally happy with. You know, like there's there's no bad takeaways from any of this. There's no way to interpret this negatively, really.
0: The only negative, and it's not even a real negative, is that the nine point seven didn't get updated. That, to me, is just a bit yeah. weird.
1: I suppose, but if you think about it, the people now that are going to be buying that 9.7, the people that would care about it being updated can just
0: buy the iPad Air, you know? Um, Which is like no one. Because people yeah. can't see the difference. I, I, I really wonder how this Air is going to sell, because it is a good price. How much is it? It's like 479 $4, in $7, the UK $9. or something? Yeah, 479 yeah. $7, over here. I think that's pricey honestly because i know ipad customers well i think they're gonna struggle to sell that in meaningful numbers because even more so than the pro genuinely i just don't know who's gonna buy that because people who care about the stuff that's better probably care enough to buy an ipad pro
1: keyboard support that's why it's got it
0: (sighs) but i feel like... like keyboard maybe I feel like people care more about being cheaper and buying a third-party keyboard for their 9.7. Also
1: true. Um,
0: I'm a big fan of this Air, don't get me wrong, and I think it's much better than having the 10.5 sort of hidden from public, but also on sale. Um, And I like that the Air's back. It sort of fits into the lineup, like how the MacBook Air exists alongside the Pro and the normal MacBook as well. It just... I'm not sure who wants... Is, go- who is going to want this iPad. Who needs this iPad is a completely different story, but people don't always know what they need. But who's going to want this? I'm really not sure. Um I, and I get it, you. The naming doesn't make too much sense because the Mini and the Air are basically the same device now, Um but the normal iPad is two generations behind on the processor. I honestly thought that thing had an A11, but no, it has an A10. This would have made more sense if these two got A11s, but... Yeah, it's it's that's my only complaint. It isn't quite tidy when you get down to a really nerdy strategy level, but it obviously made sense to someone at Apple. So and it and yeah. as ATP was saying, if if you want to recommend an iPad right now, there isn't a single one to say stay away from, because obviously we can assume the nine point seven, the earliest is getting updated is next spring now, and the others are all brand new and the pros are ph- phenomenal. So. It, honestly, I'd have no hard time recommending them to anyone. Yeah, Any of them, which
1: isn't—that's nice. It's a welcome change to the iPad lineup.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, the the air is cool. I'm still wrapping my head around it, uh, but yeah, it's it's a thing.
1: It is cool, but I also—it's kind of echoing what you said. It does just feel a little cluttered. The lineup there's kind of too much. I don't want there to be this much choice. Like, I like iPad, iPad Mini iPad Pro, I feel like iPad Air in there as well, I do, I do, I as I said, you know, I, I do like it, and I think, you're right, some people will definitely notice the benefits over the standard iPad, but it does just feel cluttered, it's not, I guess, it's not a Jobs, Apple, you know, no. at the end of the day but there are aspects um,
0: to this that's really tidy and what people seem to be overlooking Yeah. if you want a smart keyboard folio you get a pro if you want a second generation pencil you get a pro if you want a good camera system with a flash you get a pro if you want four speakers pro pro motion get a pro USB-C rather than lightning which is hopefully about to become a real connector you get a pro whereas all the others use the older tech. It's not confusing at all. I don't know why people are saying, oh, which iPad uses which pencil? It's not confusing in the slightest. If it's not a Pro, it uses the old one. And it's It's what Apple should be doing. The Pencil, originally, was only on the big Pro, and then it came to the 9.7, and then eventually it came to the, uh, I mean, the 9.7 Pro, and then eventually it came to the 9.7-inch normal iPad. The Pro features are trickling down the line. It's brilliant. And the Pro processors are trickling down the lines. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't help but think a better way to tackle this would have been to... And it's something we've been all been calling for for years, but it's never going to happen. iPad Pro, 11 and 12 inch. iPad, 10.5 inch and 7.9 inch. Uh, they should have replaced the 9.7 with the new Air, but called it iPad, 7th generation. Because um, yeah. I, I remember I was saying, what if this year, now that the Pro is so different, we can see a return to the Air body, the Air 2 body? Well, no, instead they just went to the 10.5 body effectively all I can think is that was sort of the plan but they can't get it cheap enough because it's 479 so let's keep the old 9.7 there maybe eventually that will go away and maybe the way to look at this is in some ways this air is the new iPad but until it can get cheaper it's and rather than introduce a new weird name let's bring back the air name as a third-generation air
1: yeah that makes sense Um, and I would like to think that's the reasoning behind it. And it would also, you know, add credence as to why they haven't updated the uh, the standard iPad, because their plans originally weren't to update it, were to get rid of it. Um, and I'd, I'd like to think that's what
0: they're doing. I think the last thing we expected for this spring is to see a third-generation iPad Air. That was the last thing I was expecting.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. When I saw that Air, I was like, oh, right, all right, okay, fair enough.
0: They like... They like bringing things back that we thought were dead at the moment. Speaking of which, iPad Mini 5. Lex, go for it.
1: iPad Mini 5. Um, Interesting enough, exactly the same enclosure. So, well, not interesting. Nothing's changed there. Uh, It's pretty much all internals. Uh, As you said earlier, it is basically the new iPad Air, but much smaller. Same processor, same camera, um, all of that stuff, exactly the same. It's just quite a bit smaller. Um it's the same screen size, so we haven't lost the side bezels, um, so it's not as thin on the sides. Uh but other than that, it's a welcome upgrade. Uh so it comes 64, it's really 256. five six. It is really good. I really want one. I really want one. It's my takeaway from this. I want it more than anything else that they've released thus far.
0: You you've now got more or less storage depending on your, your fancy, rather than being stuck yep. with the one two eight. Uh you've got the new gold, which is pretty. Um You've got the same the new space processor. Gray. The new Space Gray. Can we talk about that? That looks so nice. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yes. So oh, it's got the same like processor. That. What?
1: You, are you going to say you don't like it on these iPads? I feel like that's no, no, no. We'll, talk about, going we'll talk
0: about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the new Space Gray in a minute. Um, okay. It's got the same processor as the iPhone XS. Let's just think about that. The iPad mini has the same processor as the iPhone XS.
1: What? It's crazy. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. It's got second gen touch ID now. It's got a P3 display. Um yep. It's got true tone. It's got pencil support, which I sort of overlooked at first. Um both these, which we should have mentioned the Air and the Mini also have Logitech Crayon support. Yes, yeah. So these are going to be awesome in schools. Um yeah, it's it's really good. The only thing different between it and the Air, I think other than the size obviously, but that's that's meant to be there um, it's the lack of the smart connector you cannot put an Apple keyboard on this
1: yeah yeah. which makes sense because the thing's tiny Like,
0: so the space grey, yeah?
1: yes, the space grey what do you think of it?
0: alright, first of all has anyone actually mentioned that this is new? I can see from the pictures it looks very visually different have you seen no. anyone referring to this as the new space grey? yeah, that's what worries me is it just Apple's product shots looking completely wrong again?
1: I, oh, it's too wrong. It's too wrong. Like I was looking at this the other day with the with the standard iPad nine point seven next to the Air, and they're just they're just different colors. And then if you compare it to the iPad Pro, they're identical. You know, so no, it's got to be the new space gray. It's too too. You know, it, it's, it's exactly the same as the new iPad Pros.
0: I'm guessing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Well, obviously, I like that space gray. Um, but you are somewhat right. I wouldn't. I don't no i wouldn't want it on these ipads it's nicer than the old one but i'm not a space gray fan and i the only reason i got it on my pro is because i think it works so well on the the angular edges um i would much sooner go for one of these ipads in gold or silver and if i was doing it because i am tempted by a mini it would straight up be gold like straight away no hesitation at all
1: that's really interesting
0: are you the opposite (laughs) I am, I'd go for the space grey honestly, I would yeah, Yeah. no, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't appeal to me on these um, I, it's not that I dislike it as, as a colour but it, I like it on the pro and that's why I did it but any of these I'd get in silver over grey and as a personal taste I'd go for gold because I love the new gold and I can't wait to get a device that's the new gold the new gold
1: <laughs> can we start a petition to bring back slate I miss slate great deal.
0: I love the Slate I really need to get my hands on an iPhone 5 in Slate because I have two of them both are destroyed Um, like I've acquired through different means. One I repaired for a bit until Joey destroyed it but it wasn't that good anyway. It had a fake screen and it was scratched up. Um, I'd really like to try and find a really good one um, because it was a unique device
1: I just really like the colour that lovely little blue tinge to it it's just so nice
0: I might look for a first gen iPad Mini in it as well. It's a really cool color. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Yep. I'd like slate to come back. But it's interesting. You like that space gray so much. Um, I like it too. I really do. It's more like old space gray. Uh, like how it was on the original iPad Air, to my eye.
1: You know what? It did. You're right. But uh, I th- I think it is the same as space gray. But what's interesting, if you Google slate iPad, the, <laughs> the pixel, the pixel slate comes up first.
0: I bet it does <laughs> um, but no I, it's not that this space grey I think looks better than the old space grey on these but still isn't pretty enough to win me over, It's um, I'm trying to think of another example, it's like the gold Apple watch, the aluminium one, I wouldn't buy that, it's just not nice, but the gold iPad mini, yeah that is nice, same colour different devices do it better I guess,
1: mm, yeah definitely
0: Um. but yeah uh, I, I'm just looking at the compare iPad models and it really puts them into perspective how cool they are um, it also makes me really sad because I don't know if you can see, it's right, if you go to the iPad page like the general iPad page, just tick, I, click iPad at the top of the website and then scroll right to not to the bottom, about halfway down you get a little thing that says compare iPad models and has all four of them yeah. and the wallpapers they use on the Pro compared to the others just make me sick <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. <sighs> that iPad Air one is awesome. I want that now.
1: It is very nice. It is nice.
0: It remind You know what? this the Air, I'm looking at it, and the iPad Air branding suddenly makes sense again. Because this reminds me of when it first came out, the Air. Because um, look at the iPad next to the iPad Air. The bezels are huge. It looks like
1: such a clunky beast. Like, it looks horrible. Yeah,
0: it's, this is 2013 really all over again.
1: It is, yeah. And everything's even thinner than it was then.
0: Craziness. Because the iPad is the design of the iPad that the iPad Air was. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Oh this is just weird. Um, okay. Well yeah, no, the iPad lineup is really tidy at the moment. Really tidy. New iMacs. IMAX came on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. What's I, I blogged about this. I think it's pretty clear to me that this is these are fine. Um They still have spinning discs. Uh, The the 21-inch is still a disaster unless you buy the top one. The 27 is fine either way. Um, They have uh, i3 processors now, some of them. Some of them have i5, some i7. They go up to i9. Um, They have the Vega graphics. It is literally a spec bump over the previous model. A very minor spec bump but a long overdue one nonetheless. Um, To me, it's... It's really simple what's coming here, like, if the redesign was ready, it would have happened. I think what's going to happen, the display will come out with the Mac Pro. The design of that display will then filter probably straight next onto the iMac Pro, maybe less bezels, I assume the iMac Pro will get whatever panel that display is using. The iMac may stay at 5K and 4K, but will also take that front design, whether that's slimmer bezels or what, and I'm sure the internal architecture will go to what the iMac Pro is like. Um, and that means SSD only to get the space for the cooling, which means T2 chips or T3 by then. I'm sure there will be an iMac redesign next year. I think this was just a spec bump to fill the gap.
1: It needed to happen because they were getting too long in the tooth. Um, but yeah, there's nothing crazy here. I just, I, I, the biggest thing is just hot HDDs versus SSDs. Just make some of them, you know. They didn't need to worry about T2 chips. I wouldn't have even mind if they didn't come with one. Just put an SSD in it, you know?
0: Well, on this isn't a re-architecture. This is just a spec bump. But on Connected, uh, last week, so not the latest episode of the week before, uh, Stephen Hackett was talking about how he knows someone who has a brand new 21-inch iMac, and she thought something was wrong with it because it would beach ball, even when you have consistent preferences. Uh, he went over there, realized it was the one with the 5400 RPM hard drive. Um, This is a brand new device. Uh, We encountered one like this where the person who owned it could not get through their heads. that this was just a, not a fault with the machine. It was just how it is because you didn't get an SSD or at least a fusion drive. So in Stephen Hackett's case, he knows a lot about repairing Macs. So he just opened it up and put an SSD in there for his friend. And then it was fine. Absolutely fine. It is insane that these iMacs still come with 5,400 RPM hard drives in 2019. It's mad. Like, absolutely mad. Fusion drive's fine,
1: but... I think it's ridiculous that you can spend £2,200 on an iMac and it come with a 6-core processor, like, (laughs) 8 gigs of VRAM in a graphics card. That's without CTOing it. That's now the standard config for the top-spec iMac. Yet it comes with a fusion drive. I think I think that's... <sighs> come on. Okay, it's a two-terabyte fusion drive, but that... No.
0: This is... And on the latest ATP, John mentioned that um, if these had two T- T2 chips in and things like that, it would make him think that this design is here to stay for at least a couple more years. But the fact that this was so minimal while being very meaningful (laughs) something's around the corner and there's no way they're gonna redesign these, they're they're not gonna redesign the front until the display comes out, they're not letting they're not, oh oh mad, oh so I just got a Twitter notification from 9to5Mac right, iPad Pro adding Logitech Crayon support in 12.2, oh wow I was about to say, huh. why doesn't the. Pro- Isn't it weird how all the consumer iPads have crayon support, but the iPad Pro doesn't? Because my understanding is the crayon lo- uses actual different hardware beneath the screen. So I would imagine that these 2018 iPad Pros actually, well, obviously, have the hardware beneath the screen. Looks like they do. Cool. That's really cool. I wasn't expecting that anyway. Uh, moving on, uh, back to where we were. What was I saying? Oh yeah, they're not going to bother changing the front of the display, the front of the design, until the display comes out. And they're not going to bother re-engineering the entire internals to match the iMac Pro if they're about to change the physical design. It's, yeah, this display has to come out first, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just don't spend two grand on a computer that doesn't have an SSD in it, I guess.
0: No, stay away from spinning disks. A Fusion Drive is fine, but let's put it into context. My very old iMac has a Fusion Drive, and God, I'm trying to imagine if it if it didn't have one. Um, okay, shall we talk about what happened on Wednesday?
1: We shall. Let's move on to Wednesday, the third day of Applemas. On the
0: third day of Applemas, Tim Apple brought us new AirPods. Uh, so, this is a funny one. Uh, because it's nothing what we were expecting it's an incredibly minor update a nice update but it's not going to have people being like oh new airpods buy 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 unless you're like myself um who has shot batteries in their airpods and have had them for nearly three years and were contemplating buying new ones anyway even the first gen ones so any new feature any new features are welcome um so i instantly just clicked buy in the fear that they were going to sell out. So I have a new pair that they're actually just moved into preparing for dispatch. Um, It's a weird feeling because I'm not excited at all. Why should I be? Like, in general use, I'm going to notice hardly any difference. But these are the AirPods I've been waiting for. Like, the batteries are just useless. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I was hoping I'd be a little more excited. Uh, And apparently, according to Mark Gurman, these were meant to come out last year. uh, And then the proper redesign with black matte finish and water resistance and heart monitors are coming next year. Uh yeah, so do you want to go through what the new airports are like? So the, there's a big
1: few things, first of which is Hay Siri support, which we'd again we'd all kinda of heard about for a little bit of time, so yep, not surprising there. Um mm-hmm the charging case, which you may or may not get with your AirPods. They actually sell at two different price points now, one with the traditional charging case and one with the wireless charging case, which they have also released alongside, which is fully compatible with your Gen 1 AirPods. If you want to upgrade and just buy the case, you can do, um, which isn't such a bad idea for some people, uh, I suppose. Um, The... Other other things, slightly better talk time. So you can now have three hours of talk time per charge per AirPod, essentially, um, instead of oh, was it two before? I believe it was two. Um, it was two yeah too um, which is a little bit better but listening interesting enough listening time is the same um, so the batteries aren't necessarily any bigger uh, so you wouldn't you're not really going to notice much better battery life unless you're using them specifically for obviously you know talking phone calls that kind of stuff um, the big the big takeaway I would say from it all and the reason why you get that better better talk time is the new chip that is in them the h1 chip so they used to have the w1 chip. Um, which has also made its debut in a few Beats products, um, which will also and the talk watches. About. Um, yes, yeah, and the watches as well. Um,
0: I think it's kind of become the watch thing now. I was expecting this to have a W three chip or whatever we're on. We're on for three at the moment, I believe. Um, yeah, but no H.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, these these new H ones seem like the sort of. Uh, the chips which they're going to start putting in their headphones, um, their Beats, and maybe we'll have a, an H1 or an H2X or something like that to go in the uh, HeadPods or AirPods Pro whenever they come out and whatever form they will take. So you know, maybe we'll see an X variation. Who knows? Um, uh, but that's that's the big thing. I would say the big takeaway is is this new chip, which is cool. I always like new chips. Yeah, you love a good that's ARM much chip. It. Um, I do love
0: a good Yeah, arm chip. and a rumor came out tonight this year, just before we start recording apparently they're revising the power beats and specifically the power beats to have an h1 chip in them and that will allow them to be truly wireless like uh the airpods which i think is really cool really really cool yes
1: i think that is cool we will hopefully stop that split second worth of confusion you see on someone's face when you tell them that these are wireless but they're like oh what are those wires then i'm just like "Ah, oh, great we're having <laughs> this conversation again it's so tedious again. So like, I want some wireless headphones um, I'm
0: like, these are wireless no not they've got wires on oh my god so so also what we were both we were both kind of waiting for was the spring collection of cases and watch straps Um wow what a disappointment yeah what a disappointment I think yeah. I might buy the lavender grey case from the last collection yeah yeah, uh, not a bad idea. there's just nothing I prefer
1: What I don't mind, there is one colour combination That I don't mind actually And it's not unfortunately Well it is the iPhone case, it's the same colour But it's actually the Papaya Smart case On the iPad mini and iPad Air Specifically the space grey iPad mini and iPad Air It does look quite nice um, I will get out that exact
0: configuration um, Oh, have well. they brought back the smart cases Or just the covers uh, Covers covers okay i was just wondering um one thing i do like uh is the um corn cornflower modern buckle watch strap uh if i wasn't spending so much money on travel at the moment i think i would maybe make that my first leather strap uh oh no it's only for the so, small ones isn't it? In anyway 40 mils yeah uh, oh then i'd do it. i'd just get the leather loop anyway <laughs>
1: Yes, I, I was thinking about it, but it's too... For me, it's just a little bit too washed out.
0: I like it quite a bit. It's better than the Cape Cod, I think.
1: Mm, uh, yeah, it is better than the Cape Cod. Um,
0: oh, the hyper... The hyper-great Nike Sport Loop. Could this be the Sport yes, Loop? Yes,
1: I saw... Oh, yes, I kept meaning to send that to you. It looks so nice, but it
0: wouldn't go with my watch whatsoever. It would go with mine, I think, just about... It could, and it does look really nice, doesn't it? And the Summit White wish is I out as this, well. Yeah, I, ha, I wish I had the, uh, the
1: Space Black. Space Black as um watch would look incredible with that Sport Loop Sport Band. Sorry. Oh,
0: the Link. Sorry, the Link Bracelet's back. Oh, was it? Yeah, three four nine. Oh,
1: awesome. Cool. <laughs> I wonder why that went.
0: Um, that was weird. For six months, just gone. Um but ha- now the uh <laughs> the Hermes blue lin Cri- uh, do not swift whatever that is have you seen that uh
1: which one are we talking about
0: <laughs> i just said ah <laughs> the- yes <laughs> the, bl- the Hermes blue lin
1: blue do not swift Le- leather double tour i think
0: now nah, the sing- the single tour one for the 44 mil oh the single tour i'm in love i Adorable. It is really nice, isn't it? it I is nice. Want so, it this is so the, badly. It does look really nice. Really, really nice. Are there any other sport loops that are attractive? Uh, yeah. The uh, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that happened. Uh. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had any proper tasty s- new straps or anything. Oh my goodness! The the black hyper grape sport band, Lex. It. Uh, I love it. Lex, Wait, Lex, a sport Lex, band one? Hold on. Lex, I need it, Lex, I need it, Lex, I need it, Lex, the Nike hyper grape sport band, I need, Lex, I need it, oh my god, sake. like, and the watch logo is in blue, nice. oh, I love it, Lex, Lex, I love it, Lex, Lex,
1: is <laughs> 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 this to be the first sport loop you yeah. buy?
0: No, the sport band,
1: oh, you're talking about the sport band, All oh, right, yeah, no, I really do like that.
0: With, and look at the way the watch Nike logo is in, uh, in blue. Oh no! Oh, oh, it no. is nice. Oh no! Oh no! Just doesn't go with my watch. Damn it! Silver life. Um, oh. Before we um get into the DeLorean, we need to talk about two things. Two things that are missing. First one's the iPod Touch. Now Mac rumors had a tip off at the start of the month. They knew about Apple which I love. They were told that on day one there'd be new iPads. Day two there would be uh, iMacs. And day three would be the iPod Touch. AirPower and AirPods, yeah, no mention of. But it turned out AirPods came out on day three and we haven't seen the iPod Touch. We had a lot of rumours about the iPod Touch. Where is it? Any ideas? <laughs> where's it, where's it got to? I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure. Um... It's a weird one. I hope it's still coming and they haven't just like, <laughs> Um But I don't know. I mean, poor Keon's getting really excited.
0: I think the I think the iPod Touch is such a minor update. It needs a press release that isn't even as big as these press releases have been. Like, it just needs to pop onto the store and be like, new. I would just like to
1: point out one thing. Um, If you go on to the Apple website uh, right now mm-hmm. do it right now in front of me follow my steps hit music yeah and yeah. then hit iPod touch yeah so you see just mm-hmm. there you have iPod touch A8 chip 8 megapixel camera 5 stunning colours now now hit yeah. buy for me now tell me how many colours you have to choose from
0: <laughs> 6 <laughs>
1: Is one of them not stunning?
0: Is one ugly? <laughs> Which one? It's the space gray. The space gray is ugly. But no, my favorite thing about this website is that it's the old school Apple saw.
1: I know, right? It's so weird. <laughs> Just, it's brilliant. I'm looking at it now and it's like
0: a time warp. It's weird, the inconsistency. Um, n- no, I... Quite sometimes, they're Right. After an Apple keynote and the store goes back online or the website goes back online, there's just a couple of things there that we knew were coming and we're like, up. Oh, that's where it's come. That's where it's ended up. And I have a feeling that when the store comes back up on Monday, that to talk about the streaming service and stuff, the iPod Touch might just all be there. That's all I'm thinking.
1: Maybe, probably, I could see that happening. I would mean, imagine the only thing that will change will be, will be the chip. I'm sure nothing else.
0: I think it would literally just be a chip, yeah. And uh, if this, yeah. they might take the, the the eight megapixel camera that's off the iPad, but that probably won't be advertised because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still eight megapixel. Um yeah. yeah. And the other thing that's missing, <laughs> of course, it's missing. Where is AirPower dot com? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one knows. Oh, no one knows. <laughs> I'm wonder. sure that Phil's interview on ATP made me realise how much Apple know what we're saying. Um, and yeah. I'm sure they're just they're maybe, maybe they're out. listening
1: to us right now hi Apple can we have a press pass for ATP no oh damn it I screwed it up
0: <laughs> can we have a press pass for WWDC please Apple that's um, the one imagine if we got one
1: imagine if right now you heard Phil Schiller's voice right now that's how you summon him you ask if you can and have a press like, yeah, pass for sure. WWDC
0: and he's like yeah sure <laughs> have oh, some courage God. anyway um, air power is without question about to come out Let's be real. There is no way yes. it's not going to come out. So this is what's happened in the last few days. The, the AirPods have finally turned up, which I'm convinced will held back because they didn't want to launch a wireless charging case until AirPower's ready. The only discouraging thing is that wireless charging case now does say it supports Qi, whereas before it never mentioned that when they originally announced it, they just said it would be AirPower. Uh, but I'm sure don't read into that too much. Um, so the wireless charging case came out. Uh, Apple finally secured the trademark to the AirPower name, which I'm kind of surprised they hadn't already done. Maybe that was why it was delayed. Possibly, possibly you never know. Um, the 12.2 beta has code to make it work, um, and uh, the last reference to AirPower on Apple's website was on the old AirPods page. And when it got updated to the new AirPods, that was gone. But on the Australia site, buried in the source, source code, was an updated picture of AirPower. Uh, with an iphone 10s rather than a 10 sitting on it so it's alive and well and the good news is lex it looks exactly the same as it did before um
1: this was my takeaway as well is it does look exactly the same i mean obviously it's a top down photo so it might be thicker who knows
0: um a, a little bit but who cares i was expecting it to be like some chunky box now from whatever i'm saying <laughs> like um, but yes it
1: does look the same which is nice which is nice
0: and today, DigiTimes have said they've heard that it's launching in late March. Well, guys, it, it is late March. Uh, will late it be March on the now. store after the keynote? Uh, will it be on the 29th? Like, it was always rumored. Um, I still believe there will be keynote time for it. Genuinely, I think it could be just... I think the whole thing will be focused on the, the services, don't get me wrong. But I could see there being a one more thing. And just being like, hey guys, you remember AirPower, Power, Yeah. And then it just pops up afterwards. <laughs> I could see that. I don't uh, know. I think it's about to come out. I wouldn't like to put any money on when. But I think it will be out by this time next month. It's
1: imminent, but I wouldn't
0: know when. Yeah. I, I would like to think it will be in my house by my birthday. Hopefully. I think that's a pretty safe bet uh, at this point.
1: I would say so. I would say so.
0: Okay. Um. All right. Let's do a really quick keynote prediction. Because it's pretty much locked in. And... The listeners will have already heard it, so our predictions will make no sense if we just ramble on about them. Uh, what are we expecting to see? Well, we've got three things here. Um,
1: Apple's Netflix of games, which is actually the most unlikely thing we'll see there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Apple Video, or whatever that may be called, which is, that which is the I'm, most likely I'm thing
0: thinking, we will see there. So this morning, as you can see on the notes, I had a shower thought, what if it's called Showtime? <laughs> like... How it's oh. how I've typed it out there, just like FaceTime, Ooh. because the invite says it's Showtime. <laughs> Maybe could, it's just called they, Showtime.
1: Would, A- they, would they dare be that bold? They've literally Apple given you the name of the
0: product. Why not? Stylize suppose, like
1: FaceTime. Who knows? That could be. That could be interesting.
0: I I still think it's gonna be Apple Video. Apple Apple logo video, and video will be capitals. Yeah.
1: I think so. That's the only one that I can see actually makes marketable sense. You know, all the others are just a bit near. Um, and lastly, uh, Apple News or their news subscription service, whatever form that takes, texture implementation, etc., etc. But those are the three. Um, as we said, Apple's Netflix of games, their subscription service, probably being the least likely, um, especially given Google's Stadia announcement recently, um,
0: which I which really sure want to talk about, about at some point, point. but not not yes.
1: tonight not tonight, we have bigger fish to fry but yes
0: we can expect many celebrities to be there um, we can expect many trailers um, awkwardness with Tim Cook touching celebrities um, what else What else will we get um, probably no hardware the only thing as I said that I can see possibly getting stage time is air power, it's going to be a very different keynote I'm very excited to watch it whether it will be satisfying yeah. or not who really knows um because they got all the products out of the way already that's show how serious they are um like how serious are apple about uh their their streaming service serious enough to put new airpods in a press release so they mean business yeah. um yeah, and it's do. at the steve jobs theater so as we were saying that place only gets used when it's meaningful um very excited it's going to be different You got. To, I think we're going to have to go into it with an open mind and not expect what we normally get from a keynote uh, quite frankly though that doesn't bother me because we're literally going to WWDC in three months uh, so and that might be the best keynote ever <laughs> um, and then soon after that we get an iPhone 11 so I'm not complaining um, awesome but yeah the keynote should be fun um, I kind of want to watch the keynote so have you got the DeLorean ready
1: I do it's right here
0: your road's quite long, right? Like, we could get up to 88. It is pretty long. Right, long oh, road. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are we going to take Levi? Can we put him Downhill. Over? Yeah, we can. Back. Might as well. I'll get some snacks as well.
1: Maybe we need to pick some up on the way.
0: Shall we go straight to the keynote, or shall we go somewhere else? Or, like, we have a time machine, yo. How about we go forward to WWDC? Shall we go see the Mac Pro? <laughs> and then we'll come
1: back. We'll, we'll go see the Mac Pro. We have
0: seen the Mac Pro. Let's go see the
1: Mac Pro. Next time we speak to you, we will have seen the Mac Pro.
0: So we're gonna go on an adventure now, um, but you'll will hear from us in approximately five seconds.
1: We've got to have a sound effect in here somewhere. Is it copyright if we steal the Delorean one?
0: <sighs> Probably not, as long as we don't put like any theme music in or anything.
1: Yeah, and it's only got to be like you can. We can have a quick snippet. There's a time. There's a few seconds before copyright cuts in, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And we'll just credit it somewhere. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'll have Levi barking. I'll take it, I'll pull it from an old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of samples of him barking. <laughs> Alright. I'm waiting for you. Bring the DeLorean over. I've got to make a noise. What noise does it make? It's like a car door shutting, so it's like ow. No, that didn't sound like a car door. That's it. Really? Hold on. No, that sounds like you fell over and broke your, your skull open or something. <laughs> So, Lex, uh, after that, I have one question, and you know exactly what I'm going to ask, don't you?
1: I actually don't, but go for it.
0: Where the f*** is air power?
1: Oh, right, okay. I, I wasn't expecting it to be announced, actually.
0: N- no, um, neither I was, was I. Valley. But it was our last hope from this sort of group of announcements, right? Also true. That. Like, the back of my mind, there was always the keynote. Maybe, you, I don't know. Because
1: I would assume that if it were, for example, a, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Manufacturing issue, uh, they doesn't matter. Just release it and say, this is when it will be available. You know, give a lengthy time window. At least it's on the store and people can buy it. Um, So I don't know why. But obviously, as you sent me a picture, not... Half an hour ago, um, of the back of the wireless charging case, it has air power on it. It doesn't it, get much more blatant than that, you know?
0: Without actually mentioning its air power, they could just pass it off as a generic charging pad, right? Is that. Another can you couldn't. tell? <laughs> well, yeah, they can. Can you tell whether that's USB C or lightning powering it? Because I always assumed it would be lightning, oh, but I was sort of looking at that and I feel like it might be. That USB-C. is a good point, you know? It's a bit that vague. very well could be. But it I think it might vague. be USB C. It could be. Normally with lightning, they somehow depict the pins.
1: Depicted as lightning. They do. They do. You're Whereas very this correct. is
0: just a rounded connector.
1: I think the dimensions are a little bit off for USB-C. I would expect it to be slightly wider. I it, think.
0: That's what um, I was thinking. It does look a bit lightning-ish.
1: It does look like a lightning connector, but you're right. Usually there's some differentiating graphic there to, to make sure that you know this is lightning. Um, however, you're correct. There isn't.
0: I guess this is the first confirmation we've had that the the power cable is actually removable. I mean, I always assumed it'd be like the watch. Also, top. a good point. Yeah. And that is really height of nerdery, but it's kind of interesting anyway. Any details about this product at this point are really exciting. So, um, it, it's very true, isn't it? Like the cable it uses. Just to know it exists. Okay. Um, keynote. How do you feel? Um. It was kind of a weird
1: bit of a bit of a mixed bag for me. I think everything they announced was solid, if that makes sense. There was no it wasn't bad, like you you said earlier, and obviously, you know, you'll share your thoughts as well. Um mm, and you know it wasn't like there was any real surprises there everything that was announced we were kind of expecting even down to apple card not so much but it has been sort of mentioned briefly before
0: i think the physical card was well for me at least the physical card was a complete surprise i had no clue that was coming
1: i wasn't expecting there to be a physical card i was when i was watching it and i'm thinking okay so this is going to be all digital Mm. um and then i must admit the card was a surprise and i don't know how they've managed to swing that how can you have a credit card that has it doesn't even have your signature on the back i mean you know as well as i do at work if we're issuing refunds we have to check the signature otherwise it's literal fraud um so yeah that's kind of interesting well it's goldman sachs um true but yeah uh that that was kind of the only curveball i would say everything else was pretty along the lines of what we were expecting
0: I'd say, up until the announcement of the streaming service, which we now know is called Apple t v plus, um I was enjoying it, and then it got incredibly dead. Uh, for it me. got very dull very
1: quickly, and not for any discernible reason other than everything <sighs> well we'll get to if we go we'll go through it one by one, and I think we'll do t. v. plus
0: last to me, t. v. plus is far. Far from finished. I am surprised they announced it so soon. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot more ready than that. And it felt really... It reminded me, okay, of the PS4 original keynote where they didn't even have the hardware to show. It was really weird the way... Rather than actual trailers, because they didn't have them yet, they just had the stars and creators just stand up and talk about it for like 10 minutes each. Which was odd. It was really... Not good in my opinion, like straight up bad.
1: <laughs> I think some of them, were, some of them worked better than others. The Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston thing was really hard to watch. Um, I love Steve Carell; he's one of my favorites, but that was weirdly scripted and horrible. Um, Jason Momoa as well was a bit more spiritual than I'd like. It was all a little odd. It was like they were pitching something incredibly unfinished. But then obviously they do have snippets that they showed, you know, a highlight reel at the end. That was But what's interesting that is new. that we'd heard... Yeah, but we, we'd heard that there were, I think it was five shows that had completely wrapped and were done, ready to go.
0: Well, I'm guessing all the footage has come from those. Anyway, let, let's go for it all in order. Mm. And then... But yeah, yeah, no, I was enjoying it up until the T V service. I'm not saying the T V service is gonna be bad, far from it, but from a keynote point of view and getting me excited for the service, not at all. Yes. Like, didn't didn't do well. Uh, to me, yeah. I've I've had more excitement listening to upgrade for the last two years, going through it on upstream. <laughs> yeah. Like that yeah. was not okay. good. But the rest yeah. was I the rest you. was not hardware exciting, but it was cool. Really cool. So let's start um it began well it began with the intro video uh which is just incredible it's a montage of well it's just everything so it's, it was kind of done everything. in sort of this this hollywood style trailer that made it seem like this event was going to be very tv and film focused when at the end of the day Coming out of it, it doesn't feel like it that wasn't at all. Really? Yeah. No, there was very little cinematic content. Going so. in, I was
1: expecting something very different. To be honest, yes. Um, that aside, on its own merits, it was very cool.
0: Started off with like uh, the Rainbow Apple logo, and then quotes from the Think Different campaign, and then it had the 1984 Macintosh commercial. Uh, it had reference to the iPhone, changing phones forever. It had HomePod. It had the garage. The iPod. The iPods and then the clicking sounds of the click wheel. I only noticed that on a second yeah. watch. This thing was like a fanboy's dream. It was really, really and cool. And it was like
1: founded in a garage. In, in Los uh, Altos, oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, it was very, very cool. cool. Very, very
0: cool. V- I loved it. And I love how it was literally like the Think Different font was spot on as well. Now it was great. Um, and then Tim got started really quickly, which always means it's going to be a packed one. Um, and he started by well he didn't do it I can't remember the person who came up who made the little blooper of announcing ten times the amount of magazines than there <laughs> than there actually were. Um, but it's so Apple's magazine mm. service, which is literally texture integrated into Apple News with a little bit of fancy user experience, um, is called Apple News Plus. Which
1: I want to touch on that as well because that is very fancy.
0: But yeah, yeah. we'll get to that in just a moment. It's called Apple News Plus, and honestly. At that moment, I assumed the video service would be called TV Plus, um, because yep. you know how I was saying I made that final bet. Like I went straight yep. off my gut. What's it going to be called? And I said Apple TV. Um, and then, so when I saw News Plus, I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be called TV Plus, and that turned out to be right. Uh, but that wasn't what I was expecting this morning but at lunchtime, I sort of changed my mind Uh, so yeah it is literally Texture and that is why even though the fact it took three years to bring Apple News to Canada this is Apple News Plus is in Canada on day one um, and that is because Texture was a part Canadian company I found that out tonight Uh, so it was already there ready to go Um, it's literally Texture but redone. So if you are unaware of what we're talking about with Texture, back in about a year ago, it was early 2018, Apple acquired Texture, who was a smaller company uh doing literally this uh uh subscription and then access to magazines. Um as Apple kept saying these magazines are designed for the device and as you're saying this is where it gets fancy. Things like the live covers very very cool. I I won't personally subscribe to this but I think this is really nicely done. So, something that's been played with for so long, going all the way back to, like, Newsstand in, like, iOS 5, and other companies have tried it as well, and finally it looks like it's been done right.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it did come off as very, very polished, which is good. Um, and it was arguably the most polished thing in the whole show, I would say, um, apart from maybe uh, Apple Card and that stuff, because that does also look very ready. Um I think what grabbed me again, as you said, those those live covers which do look incredible. And just obviously the way where they had the uh was it um the vice president of in app design, I think was his title, um, who came up and sort of demoed that, you know, went into a few different um magazines and you know this is how this one's laid out and it's laid out as you would expect to find obviously in the magazine which is of course what you want but it is just done really really well and obviously he demoed it first on an iphone then went to an 11 inch ipad pro and it did just look seamless and i must admit i think that's the most almost uh the biggest draw for me um as someone who doesn't particularly read magazines but there are a few there that i would find interesting um and uh i know holly at this point perked up and was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll use that for uh, for research. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Anyway, it did look amazing and it did look really finished and I really liked the idea of it. Um, And I must admit, if a bundle exists at some point, I would be more than happy to dip my toe in the water of News Plus uh, if it comes bundled. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be paying £10 a month for a magazine subscription given I don't really read many. Um,
0: Well, this is the point. I said I would happily take this in a bundle because everything announced today I would be interested and accept this but if it was in a bundle I'd take it and everyone was so sure a bundle was coming but guess what Yeah. yeah No bundle yet.
1: Yet, yet I think is the operative word there, Um, because again, because some pricing is so unfinished. Exactly, and I think that's the crucial part here: is that once they have figured out pricing, especially for, um, again, obviously arcade and TV Plus, we'll come to later, uh, which they didn't have a price for. You know, you can't announce a bundle until you have you know pricing nailed down. Um, Oh, of
0: course, TV Plus didn't have a price. I I, that that, that, totally just ignored that. Um, Anyway, uh, let's continue on. news plus will not track you so if you start reading stuff from uh, i don't know top game magazine you're not going to start seeing ads for it on instagram um news plus is the one thing that is launched now it's literally out now if you live in the us or canada it's nine dollars 99 a month uh you get one month free so no one's paying for it yet uh it's available today um as i say if you have family sharing, your family members can use it at no extra cost, which I thought was really interesting. And the rest of the services announced today follow that that pattern. Uh, it's coming to Australia and the UK in the fall, which I assume means iOS 13. So with any luck, we might actually get it in the beta in June or one of the betas in the summer. Because I remember when news first came out, it was coming in iOS 9. And then I think we got it in the beta in like august in like beta 5 or something so i'd imagine we'll probably get that a little bit earlier than the fall if you're on the betas Uh, but yeah no news plus is cool um it lives right in the in the news app uh it's the perfect sort of implementation of texture into apple services i couldn't as i say not really for me but i couldn't really say there was anything wrong with it yeah indefinitely
1: and again i think what you said as well is that apple it, it doesn't track apple don't know what you're reading you won't your ads the uh, the ads won't follow you around on the internet uh that's something that they just didn't shut up about the whole show it was very very privacy focused and you know rightly so these days but uh, even more than it has been recently and i suppose that makes sense because this is a service led And obviously, a service aimed keynote, which they haven't really done before. And, you know, this is purely for the consumer that, you know, already has their device. You know, they want everything to be sort of as safe as possible. And what's interesting is they did also keep saying every so often, you know, be like, this is, you know, for the whole family. And then a couple of slides later, they'd be like, you can use this in family sharing for no extra cost, which is really surprising.
0: I'd really Um, hope that comes to Apple Music as well. Get rid of this £15 a month. Yeah, I can see
1: that happening. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't. And maybe. Or maybe what it it does. What's interesting is that I was expecting with this sort of with this subscription, you know, this bundle that may be coming at some point, um, which I I do expect it probably will once they've worked out prices for everything.
0: It might not necessarily happen with this announce this group of announcements, but it's gonna it's inevitable to happen eventually.
1: It makes sense. As as they get more and more services, subscription-based services under their belt, you know, they can add Bolt on things like, you know, if you go for this service, you also get iCloud storage, which is something that was, you know, played around with, and even Apple Care, which is a bit, you know, further out there, but plausible, I suppose, um... And yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that well, before these prices were announced, at least, was that, you know, there'd be one subscription for a, you know, a personal bundle and a family bundle, um, you know, $30 or something, £30 a month for personal and 50 for a family or something like that. That was kind of what I was thinking might happen. Uh, but clearly, it seems like they want everyone to enjoy this, regardless of the cost implications. And there aren't cost implications, because you just get it for one and everyone has it, which is cool.
0: Sick. Let's talk about Apple Card. Um, so, Apple Card is Apple's rumoured credit card. So, the news and the video service were locked in for this event. The gaming service and the card were both things we sort of heard, but if they didn't show up today, it wouldn't have surprised me at all. Uh, but they turned out to be the two really, really interesting. So, Apple Card is a credit card. Uh, it's done with cooperation through MasterCard's network, and the bank behind it is Goldman Sachs, which makes me quite happy because Goldman Sachs are trying to break in and break into the UK, in quite a big way so if any bank's going to push to get this launched over here it's going to be them um so the first point i have on my notes for this is the beautiful card design and animation in the wallet app that was before i saw what came later but that in itself that cool little like uh that sort of gradient that it's got on the actual card i loved it straight away and then when you make a payment it sort of ripples really really cool it was very uh, cool yes i was really like happy that. with that uh, you sign up straight away in the wallet app and then you can start spending as soon as you're approved. I'd imagine uh, the credit score you've got to have to get one of these is going to be pretty high based on the sort of the sort of perks of it. Um, but yeah, you can use it worldwide, anywhere that takes Apple Pay. You can text Apple for help. I'm assuming that's part of the business chat thing in iMessage. Uh, it's got a very Monzo-like uh, breakdown of your spending and so you can see what's going on uh what and the really really cool thing here is if you make a payment somewhere it uses apple maps and on-device ai to try and figure out the correct merchant details that is really really cool uh, that's even better than monzo because i know monzo you can send them the twitter link to a merchant and then they'll like tie it all up uh i did that with us at work and they did it after a few days um but uh this is even cooler it does it all itself
1: it is very cool it is very cool
0: um and yes, I
1: think you're right. I would imagine you would have to have quite the credit score uh, to get one of these. Um, but if you do, you're rolling. I mean, uh, I mean, I have an Amex myself, uh, which is a similar sort of, you know, you get cash back essentially. Um, but it's so much more convoluted. <laughs>
0: Speaking of cash back, introducing Daily Cash, you get paid every day based on your purchases with this into your apple pay cash card which we still don't have in the uk anyway and when they start talking about that i knew it wasn't coming out in the uk uh you get two percent daily cash um on your purchases three percent at apple stores apple online stores and where it got really cool was purchasing apple stuff digitally so like for subscriptions and things like that you get three percent cash back really really cool um and then, if you use the physical card, which we'll get to a little bit later, which we mentioned earlier, you get one percent daily cash back and there's unlimited daily cash there's no there's no limit on how much you can earn in a day, which is awesome uh They really went on about how there are no fees at all, no late payment fees, no annual fees, and they're flexible repayments, and as I said, they don't want to keep you in debt this really is at the start of the keynote they talks about the definition of a service making things better for people this is genuinely helping people out rather than like keeping them in debt to get every penny out of them i thought this was really really cool yeah i agree um
1: i think it could be could be kind of game changing i would like to see you know, at some point in the future more credit card companies kinda of take this approach. Um, whether they will, I doubt it. But we'll say. Um, I think it is a really cool idea. And it is kind of, you know, it's following the same lines as, you know, still functions like a credit card, but it's I don't say the nicest, but it's the most user friendly credit card that I've ever seen. Um, you know, as I was <coughs> saying earlier. Um, you know, I've got an Amex which again does give me cash back and it's one per cent on so sorry, uh for the first three months it's one percent and then after that period after that promotional period um obviously after you have the card it then drops to 0.5 uh percent per obviously transaction um which is considerably less than this and not only that you have to spend at least three thousand pounds on your card over the course of a year for you to then earn that cash back you don't get it every month you get it every year um and you only get it if you spend over three thousand pounds on that card in that year um which obviously is completely different to obviously this setup where you get one percent minimum if you use obviously the physical card two percent normally as most people i'm sure will be using this with apple pay and then three percent if you use it obviously use apple pay with uh with anything buying inside the apple ecosystem whether that be digital or physical um and it's unlimited, you know. There's no limits, which is crazy. It is sounds like a really, really good deal.
0: It sounds too good to be true. But imagine going to buy an it iPhone XS yeah. or something and getting thirty quid back just straight away from Apple. It's yeah. just
1: the, there you go. That's paid for your case, almost. You know, like it's it's really, really good.
0: Yeah, it's this is the perfect card for me. I I would do anything to get this in the UK. Um, yeah. Just like Apple Pay, per device card numbers, uh, stored in the secure element. Uh, Apple can't see what you're buying. They can't see where you're buying things from. Uh, It's launching in the US in the summer. No word or time frame given for anywhere outside of the US. As I say, we still haven't got Apple Pay cash here for whatever reason. Um, and then they blew our minds by saying, "Hey, look! If Apple Pay isn't available, we do actually have a physical card made out of titanium with your name, oh my God. laser etched onto it. Uh, this must have blown your mind. <laughs> it has no card number, doesn't have your, uh, doesn't yep. have a, uh, a security code, it doesn't have a signature. It's just it's just awesome. It's imagine if Apple made a, a physical credit card. That's exactly what it is. But I'm, if I ever get one of these, I'm gonna be scared of scratching my credit card."
1: Yeah, I, I will never use it, A, because you only get half the cash back. Well you put and it in B, a case. I might scratch it. <laughs> put a screen protectors on it, yeah. You know those you know those little um like when you had expensive Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon cards back in the day, you could get those like little wallets for it. Yeah, I know exactly what you want. Ah, I really want I know you do.
0: <laughs> I desperately want one. Can we
1: do some light fraud and move to the US for like six months?
0: Just to do it. Shall we apply for one while we're out there? Uh, so when <laughs> When I um I used to have a bottle opener in my in my wallet which was one of those like card open bottle openers so it's metal um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it was like shaped like an ace of spades or something and then you like opened it but it like destroyed my I wallet because I mean. it was like oh. too too thick and every time my wallet was in my pocket and like bent it like took the shape of the wallet and it started damaging the seams and stuff I'm concerned oh, about God. that yeah <laughs> I'm concerned about that <laughs> uh, but this oh, is dear. titanium you know it's not aluminium it's titanium
1: yeah. Yeah. Do you think it comes in? Does it not no, come in uh
0: stop it? <laughs> Fourteen inch only comes in. <laughs> so you know what? There's this weird little uh, subculture on Instagram I've noticed of people starting up these vintage Apple Mac pages. Um You gotta get like, on that. Honestly, that I really wanna submit all my share all my pictures, but I everything's all over the house. It's why I need it all in. Well, I'm gonna be unemployed for two weeks straight, so you know what I could do in that time. But I actually, today, I found one called that's literally just opened by the look of it the PowerPC Hub. And it's people that they're asking people sending in pictures of their PowerPC Max with stories about them. I'm like, oh boy, do you want stories and pictures of PowerPC Max? Because wow. I have plenty tucked away. Um. So yeah, that's the thing. All right, let's talk about Apple yeah, Arcade. I need to get on that. I do need to. I need to have a place where I can just wander around and get photos and stuff Um, let's talk about Apple Arcade this was my favourite announcement from today because I I, I really want to get into iOS gaming I've never been able to do it uh, because there is so much trash on the app store but there's also gems and it's like sifting through trash to find a few good things this to me is going to be awesome so Apple Arcade Apple Arcade. We spoke about it briefly earlier in the show. It is Apple's quote-unquote Netflix games. Um, this was rumored like once and became a little bit persistent, and it turned out it did pop up. Um, it's on. They branded it and marketed it as a mobile, desktop, and living room service. So it's going to run on Mac, uh, iOS, and Apple uh, TV OS. It's got a hundred plus new and exclusive games. These games are exclusive to the platform. Uh, there's a new Arcade tab on the App Store. That's where this, this lives. Replacing the Updates tab. So I'm guessing your app updates are going to get chucked away in that little weird profile picture that you can't customize on the App Store. That's, I'm guessing. Um, oh, that's
1: is, not going to be confusing.
0: No, no, it's not. I'm guessing everyone has auto-updates now, anyway. Um, these games can all do offline playback. Uh, so I'm guessing they'll download a few... I'd Because uh, it was sort of rumoured to be like a streaming service, like the Google one. Um, but to me, this is just going to be download the app. And then ever so often it phones home to check you're still paying.
1: Yeah, this seems like sort of almost an exclusively financial endeavour for Apple, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, the Google thing involves, obviously, hardware and streaming, whereas all this is for Apple is them backing, you know, an in indie, very big focus on indie game companies here. Um, some big ones, some big bigger ones as well, but primarily, you know, this type of games they're going for here are independent ones that wouldn't necessarily hit the spotlight. You know, they had, they had a few, obviously, interviews with with a couple of um, developers, and, you know, this sort of recurring theme was this game wouldn't be possible without Apple, and uh, Apple have lots of money, so yes. I'm really
0: I'm really, really excited um, it, I am, in, this in, has a th- great potential this could be Apple finally doing games properly um, and it syncs across all OS's the idea of playing on my Apple TV with my Nimbus and then getting outside and just carrying on on my iPhone, how sick is that, yes. this they, this actually again is another thing, yeah, pricing to be announced, but I don't care how much they charge I'm going to sign up to this I agree this is the one thing I'm certain to sign up for this is awesome no ads no additional purchases Uh, if you're concerned about your kids using it it integrates into screen time so you can see what they're doing Uh, again available to the whole family at no extra cost for family sharing Uh, and it's launching in the fall so again iOS 13 uh, coming to 150 plus countries, so we'd have to be pretty damn unlucky if we don't get it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was really impressed by Arcade, and I love the name. The name is perfect. It is literally an arcade. Oh, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's awesome name. Yeah, it's my
1: favourite. Yeah, the only thing, oh, the, the only thing that occurred to me, or well, not occurred to me, you know, it's something you're very aware of, and sort of the intrinsic problem with the App Store to a degree, is that obviously these, there the possibility and the extent of these games you know it's getting a bit nerdy for a second will obviously be limited by the weakest link in that chain you know so obviously these games are going to have to be able to run well on many different devices mm. and i know my i know my 12.9 inch ipad pro can run games a hell of a lot better than um you know most other ios devices out there at the end of the day and well, this that's is kind of a problem for games if that makes sense it's most um, ridiculous you know, you to can't...
0: think That you could have your 12.9 inch 2018 iPad Pro that will run every single game on there guaranteed well, but you could also own an SE as your phone um, and then try and continue on a game you've just been playing beautifully on your 12.9 inch iPad Pro on your SE. Maybe you like the small form factor and then that A9 just melts.
1: Yeah, and I I guess there's kind of two sides to this. I like the fact that they've done that, and that I can do that if I wanted to. You know, I don't own an SE, a working one at least. Um, but I I understand why they've why that is the case, and obviously just the way that obviously the App Store and iOS works from the ground up. Um, you know, that is obviously, you know, a, a key feature here and they're not going to stop doing that. But I would like it that, you know, you know they, they said when in the keynote for obviously the these iPad Pros that this has the graphics performance of an Xbox One, uh, One S. S, you know, yeah, a One S, um, which uh, that's a lot. And I don't want the almost sort of to be to be you know weighed down by by my s e my my imaginary s e um but you know there's two sides to it i suppose
0: uh cool, let's talk about t v channels uh this actually wasn't rumored as far as I know oh yeah well i mean it, the problem is it all sort of got confused because they sort of separated. This was all... The rumors got this mixed up as one big service, the channels and TV Plus. Um, But it turned out to be two separate things. So TV channels is something that's not really relevant for us over here. This is, again, aimed at, like, cable cutters. Um, You only pay for the channels you want. I kind of thought this was the idea back in 2016 when the TV app launched. But rather than using apps, it's got, like, proper old-school channels in there a bit like the older apple tvs had like before the app store it's weird it's like a reverse of course but in a more modern way it's it's hard to explain and we haven't really seen how properly this is going to work um but these tv channels all integrate into a redesigned tv app which finally has a good icon um it's uh, what i'm trying to say it's the same concept as before. You go into the TV app, you look for a show, it will say it's on uh, Hulu Prime Video, but also now it will say it's on this channel and this channel. Again, Not it's hard for us to talk about because it it's really not a thing that's here. We all get our TV differently, um, but I could see this sort of working its way into the UK, maybe having some UK channels on there, but then you've already got like the iPlayer app that integrates into the TV app anyway, so it, it's it's... It's strange um it's all personalized as before and uh this tv app is uh, interestingly this this tv channel service and the new app they're launching in may um the tv app is coming to the mac in the fall so we have uh 10.15 i assume it's getting marzipan uh the tv app uh this is the best part okay so it's coming to samsung tvs lg tvs sony tvs uh roku and fire tv uh, I believe that's all happening in May. So Samsung TVs are getting the TV app before the Mac is.
1: Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I would say my kind of my one takeaway from all of this is it does. Ah, this kind of makes the TV app I, and hopefully the redesign that they've done with this will sort of rectify that as an issue. But it seems fragmented. It's if got that makes weird. sense, there no, are lots it, of different services going on inside the same app. Now, again, how well right that's managed in the first is place. exactly. It, and they did sort of acknowledge that that you know we are streamlining this app, making it easier to use than ever. And the TV app at the moment is kind of a bit of a mess. I don't enjoy using it at all, and it is confusing. Um, and it's going to be a mess TV. until
0: Netflix get in it. Because while I can't watch like eighty percent of my content in it, what's the point?
1: yeah also that um is is it's a weird one i would say uh, i'm i'm hopeful but i don't feel like the my takeaway from this i don't care too much about the redesigned tv app or any of that the the tv plus content which we'll get on later is is a different story but this obviously again we're in the uk so it does impact us differently and half of the features they've talked about you know either don't apply to us or as you said you know it is just works entirely differently over here this is a completely foreign concept to us it is, yeah, and so it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around it to begin with, and it like paying for channels is kind of a weird thing anyway, like obviously, we have sky over here and now t v but those are very singular services, if that makes sense, it isn't a industry wide thing that is done by those companies and those companies only, whereas obviously in the u s you are used to paying for you know these these channels essentially which is which is odd um for us at least, uh so yeah, it's kind of a bit of a uh, a weird mixed bag, the TV and TV Plus. It does kind of feel like they're overly fragmenting a service which they don't need to, but mm, hopefully it will work well, I guess. That's all I can say. And um, We don't really know much about it other than that presenter was really annoying. I thought I'd just put that in here as well. Cindy, her voice really bugs me. She needs
0: to stop shouting, man. She needs to chill out. Can we, we also shout... Can we also shout out to the dude dressed as an astronaut who was going through uh, News Plus? Yeah, what? Yeah, I noticed that. I I want to hang out with him so badly. He seems amazing. (laughs) He seems lit. (laughs) What was he wearing, though?
1: um, Yeah, like I did think. uh, He he did seem seem cool, though, unlike Cindy. Um, Cindy just shouted. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, again, you know, uh, they don't kind of really... Again, they all talk about... Privacy and all that kind of stuff. No one's going to know what you're watching, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I guess there is to say about the TV stuff. Um, hopefully, they do it well and they redesign the app so that it's somewhat more usable. And even though they've made the service it provides more complicated, hopefully the user experience does the reverse and gets easier because I find it confusing.
0: We will see. I still think they're uh, they're not quite there. I I still couldn't quite figure out what the fundamental difference is between this and the, how the TV app already was. Um, Yeah. I I
1: think, I, I think basically all that's coming is that you can now pay more money to it. You know, like you can, instead of having to stream these shows, you get them, you still stream them, but you're streaming them directly live, like from that channel. Rather than a playback service,
0: I'm guessing it's like us having iPlayer, which happens to be free. But imagine if iPlayer was like £10 a month for for like BBC, and then another £10 for like. ITV Hub or something, but they're all which just seems free to be the us. way
1: over here. Obviously, as we're not used to paying for stuff like that, we just get bombarded with adverts on the services. Yeah. I'd rather um, pay for know, them, like but... I- ITV, yeah, same ITV Player and 4OD. Uh, like uh, they're the worst experience. No, every, every like, second there's an advert. You... Oh, no, every... I hate it,
0: bro! It's like every ten minutes there's like ten adverts that are like two minutes each. It's like what is...
1: <laughs> and it's like type in your name here for this personalized advert no thanks no i'm, I'm fine good, actually yeah i'm fine i don't particularly want to see my name spelled out on a pandora necklace <laughs> i'm actually okay
0: uh, tv plus okay so this is where everything got weird and i genuinely got bored and that this is what the event was about for God's sake!
1: Yeah, this was this was like the main fo- draw to this whole thing. It was all about TV. It's Showtime, and the the intro. All I can think is that oh, maybe they just missed schedule on some of this stuff, and it just wasn't didn't nearly come across as Im- impactful Look, as as we would it, have thought. You know, that's,
0: that's that's exactly it. There was no impact here at all. The first yeah. everything we talked about so far, the, the channels. As I said, I didn't really get it, but I'm not. I don't live in the US, so it's a little bit different. So I could still appreciate it. But everything else, I'm like, this is cool. I don't care it's not Apple hardware. This is Apple innovating in a, in the services area. But this just... While I totally don't doubt these shows are going to be high budget, look brilliant, and they've got good names, and I bet they will be good shows, or some of them will be. Um, but the, I'm not excited in the slightest after that. It's... It was... It was everything I feared it was going to be. It, it, the intro video, okay, for the first like 30 seconds, I'm like, this is cool. I didn't like how they didn't put people's names under who was talking. Like I knew who most of them were. And I feel like they were trying to be like, oh, well, you should know who these people are. They don't need that they're famous, they don't need their names under them. I think it would have been much more impactful if I if I saw the these people's names and think, oh, maybe I straight away don't put the face to the name, but I would have probably known who everyone there was if I'd seen the name. Um yeah. I think it after quite a while it turned to utter nonsense and it just it, it dragged on for far too long. And it's just like, Okay, we get it, you're telling a story. You just keep saying you're making stories. Chill out. Um but then it, it got better again when the lights came back on and Steven Spielberg was there and he was talking about is it called Amazing Stories, the show? Amazing Stories, yes. That sounds amazing. Uh, so yeah,
1: it does because it's something that he ran back in the late eighties uh, and it was really quite popular. Um, but he didn't do a great deal of it, I don't believe. And he's bringing um, it back with yeah, modern tech sounds and budget really cool. Yeah, I am I I think that's the thing I'm most excited for, because it has the potential to be different as well. Like self-contained episodes, something like this, could really, it feels different than something like, well, obviously the morning show, which they then announced afterwards, which was just kind of, okay, this is just a normal
0: show. You know, I'm there's not nothing gonna, here. I think the morning show, yeah, again, the morning show could have been made by anyone. But I think it might become yep. quite binge-worthy. I've got high hopes for it, you know.
1: I do but again it's only the, the only reason it, it came second there was because this is Jennifer Anderson's return to TV oh and Reese yeah. Witherspoon is really powerful oh, and, oh look Steve Carell's here as well but he doesn't really get any acknowledgement even though he's my favorite out of those three people
0: well it's because it, it, he's meant to be portrayed as the idiot of it um, but Poor Steve. you know yeah but he's so good at playing idiots <laughs> very <laughs> no i think it, i like the concept i like the idea um i think they've probably cast the right people in it i am looking forward to trying the morning show a lot i must admit but you're right it's not special at all um in any way but i always in my head as i've been thinking about this keynote now for a very very long time and i've kind of always liked looking into this this platform coming up because it was sort of one of the less known rumors um i always imagined if i was to do this release this service How I would do the keynote, and I'd imagine I'm probably not very good at organizing keynotes uh, because I've never done it. This is how I would have done it, and I always assumed Apple would have done something more special than have people come up one by one and talk about something. Uh, Obviously, I guess that's all they do with the products, but it's not like... Because with the products, they then do a demo, and then they apply it to a story, whereas with this, they just had people talk about it and then no trailer, and it's just like, mm, okay... Um, and then we moved on to C with Jason Momoa. Uh, apparently, this is the highest budget TV show of all time. So let's—I love the concept. The idea is basically there was a, a virus that killed almost everyone, and everyone who survived was left blind. And people have been blind for so long now since that virus that no one knows what it was like to be able to see. And uh, it, I like the—I like the concept of it a lot.
1: I agree. I also like Jason Momoa, so hopefully that's okay. But again, they sort of, everything was sort of had this facade of like some sort of self-discovery over, you know, over it, if that makes sense. Which kind of, it made them try, it, sort of everything came across as if Apple were trying to um, make you discover something about yourself with each of these shows. But at the end of the day, I see perhaps... Um, yes, it might be an interesting insight into what the world would be like if none of us could see. But I would imagine it's going to be less insightful than that. You know, Jason Momoa is... An action like he's he's an action star at the end of the day, you know. So it's not quite going to be what they are touting it to be. Um, and again, kind of with the morning show as well. That brief clip they did show of Reese Witherspoon walking into the uh, I think it was it was later on. It wasn't then, but later on, she's walking into the studio with Jennifer Anderson sort of looking uh, concerned um, as she was being the anchor. Um, again, that to me, didn't look like a show that was uh, challenging and asking difficult questions about the, you know, gender dynamic in the workplace and these overworked people, you know, that it's kind of like all of these shows, they are making them trying to sort of arbitrarily add add sort of this, this like this deeper level where at the end of the day, I don't necessarily want that from my TV shows, you know, Um, they keep talking about telling a story and how important it is. But at the end of the day, these are kind of TV shows and I just want to enjoy them. Um, and it did feel a little false.
0: These shows will live and die by their own merits. and I, I don't think it really matters one bit how Apple present them at this keynote. If Even if Apple make them sound like the best thing ever, if people don't like it, game over. If people like it, why that Apple? It, you're right. It, it doesn't have any it, impact this ha- on the show, this thing...
1: but it did have an impact on the keynote.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, and the the entire impact of the keynote as far as TV Plus was concerned was, in my view, I don't want to say negative because I know what exactly what we're saying. This doesn't dictate the success of the service. This thing is its own entity that's going to look after itself to some extent. Um, but the, the keynote was not good when this bit started. The rest of it was actually much better than I was expecting, but the TV Plus presentation was straight up. Not good as far as I'm concerned. Um, We then moved on to my favorite of the lot because this is the one I've been looking forward to the most. Uh, Little America, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I think that's how you say his name. I had no idea who he was. Okay, this is interesting he's one of my favourite actors. I love him, and I can never pronounce his name and that's why I feel awful about it. He plays Dinesh in Silicon Valley. If you've never watched it, I highly recommend watching it. Amazing. I actually haven't. I keep meaning to get it's around to it. It's amazing. I have yet to watch I it. I love it. I love it. It's, I think it's ending with the next season, which makes me sad. Um he also was in a movie called The Big Sick. Um, with his, uh, that was about how he met his wife, and he and his wife are producing Little America together. Um, and the the Big Sick is one of my favorite movies ever. I, I went into the, it was actually a screening on scene at Odeon, and I knew exactly who he was. Um, and then. His wife in the film was portrayed by Zoe Kazan, who's actually the granddaughter of Ilya Kazan, who was a director in the fifties, and I think he's one of the best directors ever. So this whole movie was like an amazing like thing for me, and I think he's hilarious. I love watching his um, I've watched some of his like because uh, he's a comedian basically. I've watched some of his stand up on YouTube and stuff, and he's I find him so funny, and I'm really really hyped for this show. I was so excited when it was announced, well leaked announced call it what you will, that uh, this was going to be on Apple's streaming service. So that was my favorite part. I really like him, and I really can't wait to watch Little America. Um, after this, personally, I lost interest and have no idea what happened for the rest of the show. Um, I think some... Um, oh, JJ came on, and I was happy about that, but then the person who doesn't I sing very well... what it was about. Yeah, it's... No, I mean, and then the next note I have is this service integrates into the new Apple TV app. Not surprising. Uh, offline playbacks, you'll be able to download everything. Okay, cool. 100 plus countries, starts in the autumn. There you go. That's TV+. Plus. Um, as I say, I don't want to be overly negative about it because I know the service is probably going to be really good. And even if it's not good at launch, it's only going to get better or worse. I mean, it could do, but I highly doubt it. Um but regardless of whether Apple's funding it or what, the names and the creative people they've got going here, there's no way it can be bad. It, simple as, these shows just can't be bad. Uh, but the, the keynote for it, yeah, I wasn't overly impressed. Which <laughs> is kind of a shame after I've been waiting so long for this announcement. Um, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree, to be honest. Um, nothing kind of there was... Uh... Could be interesting. I hope it is, um, but it didn't grab me, and it didn't massively excite me for the service. I was more—I would say—I was more excited for the prospect of having a new streaming service this morning than I am now.
0: Yeah, that's is bad. bad. Um, that is bad. Then the next—the other thing about it is. Um, It felt unfinished, and quite frankly, it clearly was, because everyone was under the impression if this wasn't launching today, it would be in the next month or so, certainly by WWDC. But no, Mm, fall 2019. Yeah, it's a long way off. Uh, That's a very long way off. Um, Other things after today, still no iPod Touch, still no air power. iOS 12.2 is out. Uh, with some cool stuff, sounds like the ECG's coming to the Apple Watch outside the US really soon, which is really nice, Uh, Powerbeats Pro leaked, something we referenced earlier on in the show as well, Uh, you can go check those out, Um, there was no bundle, as we mentioned as well, Uh, but that's probably still to come, because TV Plus and Arcade still don't have pricing, Um, and the best part is, after this keynote, us here in the UK have literally nothing from today, so uh, yeah, fun times.
1: Fall is quite honestly the, the, the first times we will see any any of this. Any of it. Which is kind of a shame.
0: As I say, possibly news in the summer with the betas. Maybe. That's, that's a big But not officially. You know, no. Not, uh, that's not, just not to a, the masses. No. No. So, yeah. Uh, interesting keynote. We always knew it would be a little bit weird, so I'm by no means disappointed. In fact, it was better than I thought it would be. Based on arcade and card saved it for me. I, I'm I'm sad Definitely. we're not getting card, but I never expected to get it. I think just the the beauty of the the physical card, it did it for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: What I will say, um, what was that?
1: What's that guy's name again? Kumal
0: um, Nanjiani.
1: Okay. He. Uh, now you've never played Mass Effect. Um, no. And you should do because they're an amazing game series. Uh, and unfortunately he happened to voice one of the most annoying characters in the worst one, which is Mass Effect Andromeda. He voiced a director, Tan, who is a, a Salarian bureaucrat who becomes very annoying. Uh, but yes, he's in Mass Effect, one of my favorite game series.
0: I, am. Um, I've also, also just noticed he's in Adventure Time, which is a series I've been trying to get into at the moment, so, uh. He's 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 cool. He's cool. I'd I'd highly recommend Silicon Valley. You're, you're you're literally guaranteed to like that. And the Big Sick. If you want to watch a sort of romantic movie set in America that's kind of feel good but also gets you thinking a little bit about life. But if you don't expect like a masterpiece of a movie and you just want some feel good cheesy movie that isn't like too cheesy, <laughs> if that makes sense, watch the Big Sick and it's on Prime Video. So just go check it out.
1: We has launch a. Uh a film podcast because that was expert
0: anything else to say about the keynote or anything from today
1: um nothing constructive
0: so um we will be back in two weeks uh but we're gonna be we're gonna be recording a little bit earlier than normal uh we don't really need to reveal details of that too much because we'll be back in as far as you're concerned in two weeks but we might have a lot more to say about what happened tonight and not much to say about what happens in between now and the next episode, if that makes sense. Our schedule's getting messed up a little bit. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, you can send us an email using podcast at com. If you want to find the show notes for this week or any other links to things we may have referenced in the show, you can find them at com forward slash T-B-I-S forward slash 12 or you should be able to see them in your podcast player of choice. I've been Jack Taylor, and I write blueinkcode.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Twitter as at AJackTaylor. As always, I've been joined by my wonderful co-host, Lex McCohen, and you can find him on Instagram as at a McCohen and I believe you can find him on Twitter now, is that correct?
1: Uh, yes, I actually haven't looked at it again since I set it up, but I am now on Twitter under the same uh, handle. I believe they call it Handles on Twitter.
0: That, that is correct, yeah. I do the tweets. It's at Cohen, you do the tweets and we will see you in two weeks time thank you very much for listening and I hope you enjoyed our time travel episode goodbye bye bye
1: okay so now that we're in the unofficial after show and okay. this may or may not make it to the show please okay. I never want to see Oprah Winfrey at the Steve Jobs theatre again oh
0: I forgot to mention Oprah
1: see I didn't want to bring it up because at the end of the day like people die by her
0: they but love her. my
1: God, did she spout some s***? You're going to have to bleep that.
0: This is my first genuine exposure to her. I've never seen also much of sad. her. So I, I don't want to form an opinion too much on this because I've never really consumed any of her content. But I couldn't figure out what she was saying, literally or figuratively. I had no idea what she was saying. Maybe I was just really bored by then. But
1: No, you could genuinely directly quote her and it just didn't make any sense.
0: One of her shows... Well, one of them didn't have a title, and the other one was a working title, but that's that's, that's fair enough, I mean. But um, Tim Cook awkwardly touched her, so uh, it happened.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, we were getting close to the end, and I was thinking there isn't going to be an exchange, verbal or physical.
0: Who is he awkwardly touched now? So he touched uh, Bono, uh, Bono, Drake, Ryan Tedder, when they randomly had One Republic perform, um, and now Oprah Winfrey. mm I loved him, but he's yeah. going to stop touching people.
1: I loved him. I loved how, out of all the Apple execs there, they. Fo- I feel like I saw Craig the most, even though this has literally nothing to do with him.
0: I saw Craig. I saw Johnny briefly. I love how Aaron Paul I was saw Johnny chilling. once, did you, but did you Craig see Kr- every so often. Did you see Chris Evans? Why did he look so nervous? I did. He
1: looked he so looked nervous terrifying. and his hair was so dark, which <laughs> threw me off. And I was like, hold on, was that Chris Evans? Oh my God. So I just, I, I feel like I want to learn more about Oprah purely so I can
0: confirm the opinion that I now have of her. I don't have an opinion of her, but I just know in this event she just talked absolute nonsense. She was a one more thing, Lex. She was literally a one more thing.
1: Oprah Winfrey was the one more thing that they just got out on the stage to trance around and be like, look, guys, we've got Oprah. And hold on, what was the thing about the book club? I don't understand what that actually was. Is she going to, like, live stream her face to every Apple device in an Apple store around the world?
0: Oh, my God. This is how much I shut off when she was talking. I just didn't know no, genuinely. what
1: she... No, she, genuinely. She was I, talking I'm about live flashbacks. streaming her face in a book club to ev- to every Apple store on the planet at the same time. I Do you know what? I walked away from, from her bit thinking, feeling like I was attempted to be indoctrinated. Like there was some low-level Oprah Winfrey indo- indoctrination going on there, I'm sure of it.